3: There, Billy, the goal! Chris Billy Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division Two, Huddersfield
1: Town. Steve and Steve Simonson's boots now. He's best, Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears
3: Huddersfield Town a promoter has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend and he takes that chance
4: Welcome to the Andy Takes That Chance podcast live via YouTube. Finally, we're rid of the tediously protracted 2019-20 season, a season that felt like it would never end. And as we said last week, thank heck it has ended. Uh, So what do you do when a season you never liked and bored you have to sleep at that you're glad to see the backup finishes? Well, you hypocritically gather up your mates and spend the next hour or so talking about it. So coming up this evening, we'll chat about the 2019-20 season and get the unique view of our guest pundits, and of course, invite your opinion via our live chat. Uh, Before we get going, this episode is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Uh, Just a note to say that the tap rooms at Birkby and Home Firth are both open now, which is great news for those who love a a good craft ale, and uh, also the deal on the website is still going. If you spend £40, you get free delivery. So with us today to review the season, I'm Matt Shaw, uh, with me is Neil the Bruce Wayne, uh, Richard Cosy cosmala and our guests today are the Radio leads, big dog, Johnny Buchan, and a former Terrier with over 50 first-team appearances to his name, sat outside in lovely sunshine, is Phil Senior. Hello, Phil, how are you doing?
1: Not, very, not bad, how are you?
4: Good, good. Thanks. So you he just joined us, so it's uh, it's good to see you, and good to see you as well, Johnny. It's been a while since you were last
5: on, as well. It has, guys. Yeah. Thanks for the invite. I'm sorry I couldn't provide such a lovely backdrop. <laughs>
4: no, it's all right. <laughs> we, we now know where you sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's uh, yeah. So I, I think what's quite good in these in in these um, season reviews is to kind of look back at the start of the season and just kind of see how wrong we were with our pre-season sort of predictions and. In the Premier League, we had some absolute howlers uh, the the year before last. But this year, we actually did pretty well. So I'll I'll take you through a couple of... I I listened back to episode 35. They're all on episode 35, if you don't believe me. And uh, so my predictions for this year were first place, West Brom, second place, Leeds, third place, Fulham. And I did put caveat that Fulham remind me of West Brom the previous year where they've gone a little bit sentimental with a manager in, in Darren Moore, like West Brom went with Darren Moore with Scott Parker. And that if they didn't have him and had a decent manager, they would finish top two. Uh, Cardiff fourth, Brentford fifth, Stokes. Yeah, you six. got it
6: wrong, Matt. That's
4: just do yeah. <laughs> yeah. as, as standing Swallowed by Scott it. Parker, Swallowed I'm not having Scott <laughs> Parker still. But
6: uh, Stokes. On, you're like Conservative government, mate.
4: Bin, <laughs> man. <Q-Q-> QPR, <laughs> Hull and Charlton to go down. Uh, the thing I got badly wrong is I said, Barnes, there'd be nowhere near the bottom three. But there we go. Uh, Neil, you had Leeds first, West Brom second, Fulham third, Cardiff fourth, Brentford fifth, Stoke sixth, Luton, Charlton and Hull to go down. And your little snippet was, I can't see Wigan being anywhere near the bottom three. So technicality, oh, I think Oden, Oden probably right. Luton, Charlton and Hull. Luton, Charlton and Hull. So two out of three. Oh. It's not bad. We all got two out of three on that one. Uh, Stephen Chicken. Stephen Chicken did well. He had uh, Leeds, West Brom, Brentford, Cardiff, Fulham, Derby, QPR, Reading, Charlton to go down. Cosy, you had Leeds first, West Brom second, Brentford third. This is this is where you're the man. Fourth Cardiff, fifth Fulham, sixth Stoke. But you did ah. caveat. You did caveat that by saying you did fancy Swansea to do well this season, and we all said, Nah, I don't see that happening. And Hull Black, but Blackburn and Luton to go down. So. Uh, those are them. One of our writers had Huddersfield to finish sixth. Martin Sykes and I think we all kind of said sort of Huddersfield sort of between twelfth and fifteenth. Um, how how Phil? We'll good to you. Sort of, so in, in the early part of the season. So this is the first time you've been on the podcast. So again, welcome. And uh, how did you think sort of going into this new season? How did you think that Huddersfield would perform? Come down from the Premier League, obviously selling a couple of players. But did you did you have hopes, or did you think that we've kind of got yeah. a pass score?
1: I think we had a we had an interview with, with cosy and, and neil um uh, for radio leads and and i was quietly optimistic to be honest um i think the worst uh, prediction that i gave was the fact that i thought Mbenza and benzer and dear carby might uh, do a little bit of damage <laughs> 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 they have done. To, to the wage bill and finances yeah you're right
4: absolutely nailed that yeah
1: unfortunately <laughs> didn't yeah so um yeah i think obviously it it I think we we all we're, were quietly positive we thought that we might have a decent chance of being up there but obviously the way that it's um, you know all um, unfolded
4: it's, uh, it's it's not been very good has it so
1: um, I'm hoping for better next year to be
4: honest mm. How about you Johnny did you, you you came in and how do you think we were going to uh, going to fare?
5: I thought Jan would last longer than he did I'll be honest Um I thought, and I know we'll come on to him, I thought it was a, a strange time to to get rid. I thought they might have either gambled in the summer or, or seen it through for a little bit longer. And then as soon as you start doing that, as soon as you start changing things, that's when you start to worry a little bit, don't you? But I think the Cowleys' good appointment will come on to that as well. But I think in the summer, I thought Town would, I don't think they'd be as close to the relegation Battle in the final few games as they ended up being. I thought they'd be a little bit further clear than that. So I'd probably have been with you guys 12 to 15, somewhere around there. But we know it was incredibly tight, wasn't it, at the bottom as well. So it's kind of been a bit exceptional on that front of things, which has dragged them into it.
4: Yeah. So uh, obviously, all's well that ends well with with that. So we'll probably go through. So you mentioned Jan Ziva there. Cozy, um, pre season, you know, and Neil, we, we said during pre season, didn't we, that pre season results. Do they mean anything? And I think we've seen during last pre-season that, you know, Huddersfield Town unbeaten throughout, you know, went to Austria, didn't we, and, and performed really well. Dear Carb is scoring goals over there. And um, we, all of a sudden we say, we're thinking, oh, maybe Jan's cracked it here. He's only got one win in the Premier League and by the time he left, think, he'd still only got one win. So...
6: <laughs> I think for me, Matt, it was... I mean, we did a little pod at Doncaster, didn't we? Remember the car park in the car? Oh, and yeah, <laughs> so excited, weren't we, in Neil's car? Herbert, yeah. <laughs> Herbert Bockhorn uh, starred that night, didn't he But <laughs> I think there were a couple of things, though, we did have. I mean, Matt, you always had that view that pre season and shield Town kind of and what happens when it starts were a bit kind of two different things. But I think, did we play Montpellier in the pouring rain at the stadium? It was I think it was nil nil. It was a pretty poor game. And I think my hopes were because I wasn't enthused with the signings, to be honest. Tommy Elphick, you know, I know people said experience, leadership, but once seeing it, obviously, back on. You know, as it transpired, not the best. But my biggest hope really was the guys that, you know, like kind of Phil mentioned there and certainly Mounier that, you know, dropping down a level, we would see a real kind of change in them. And it never happened. And the Adam Moy thing was hanging over us at the time. We knew that it wasn't going to be there. And obviously it was a bit of a strange, uh, Scenario wasn't it? when he signed that contract and then went straight on loan to Brighton, never to be seen again. But I will. I, I just vividly remember that derby game. I remember being in a pub before, and it, I, I just wasn't bothered about it. I just hadn't. I was struggling to get it. any. I was struggling to get enthusiasm to get down the, the St Andrews Road. I think that's a big age that for you as a fan. Some seasons you're springing out of the pub, aren't you? Sometimes you're there half an hour before, but. I remember it was the evening kickoff one Monday, Monday, and Sky were the last one to play, and I just couldn't get any enthusiasm for it because I just, I just wasn't, Jan wasn't doing it for me, and uh, obviously we'll talk about his departure pretty soon. I thought, but for me, yeah, I, I was struggling to think. And then, after obviously Tom Lawrence got a couple of goals that night, I think somebody mentioned it. Was it? Was it Carbi clean through, and did he trip up or something? And I think <laughs> set the tone, didn't it? And
1: yeah, I don't sure.
6: Yeah. <laughs> Put it this way, I, I I want up for the season. I don't know about you, Neil. Were you feeling the same?
4: It's the uh, I don't, I don't previous years were up for Neil, it, wasn't it?
0: I don't think anybody were up for it. To be honest, it was just a very sort of flat atmosphere. I don't think anybody particularly any, was by any signings that had come in. Um, Johnny will back me up on this. I was never particularly a fan of Yang staying. Um, pretty outspoken about that at the start. I um, remember Johnny lining me up a couple of times on Radio I to to, Nobleme, um, <laughs> to get me to commit live on air which I did um, yeah I think I'd have gone with Jan gone probably summer to be honest um, I don't think we'd seen anything in the Premier League from him to, to show us that there was a manager in there I can understand why he got kept sort of giving that chance but obviously hindsight's a great thing but generally, I'm not speaking in hindsight, I wanted him out, I wanted him gone, I wanted a, a fresh start, and I think the start of the season, before the ball's kicked, I think we've completely wasted the pre-season. Um, I, think, I think another thing, Neil, as well, is Phil did his bit
6: at the cinema, didn't he, and he, he got a lot of people's back up, didn't he? I mean, I personally have an issue with it, but I think one of his first things he said there, if anyone asked me about the Premier League money, it's gone. He were pretty, like, bang. And he, I must admit, at the time, I'm thinking, wow, that. That's quite a big statement for a guy who's kind of moving in, and you know, Dean Oil. Obviously, you kind of fans, you know, kind of love Dean Brian large, but Phil had just kind of give this big bang, you know. Forget about any signings, any money, and stuff, and then it was like, I don't think the fan base really kind of got
0: going from that, and it just kind of spilled into the season, didn't it? It It laid a marker down, didn't it? If we're being honest, it laid a marker down, and I think the problem is with that kind of statement and that kind of interview. I think we all love to see chairman coming out and, and saying the piece and tell us everything. And but also everyone then likes to sort of pull it to pieces. Um but then on the flip side of that, if they don't come out and tell you anything, they get pulled to pieces for that as well. So it's a bit of a it's a bit of a a tough one for me that um has he got stuff wrong without a shadow of a doubt. And I think to be honest, I think he'd admit that as well. Um I think the club have got a lot wrong over the last we're not even talking this season. Let, let's be fair, we're going back. Yeah. I think we got a bit too big for his boop, second season in Premier League, getting rid of people who we shouldn't have got rid of. We should have stayed a bit more humble to us, like Sheffield United have, I think. I think we went a bit too bold, too quick, and it clearly hasn't worked, and we're, we're still paying for it now.
4: Mm, so, episode, I think... One of the episodes a couple of weeks later was entitled Dead Jan Walking. I'm slightly proud of that. Um, Johnny, would you say, Neil, we obviously know you were well behind that, but would you say that uh, that was completely the right decision?
5: Um, I think, I'm a bit with Neil, I think they should have probably either done it in the summer or stuck with him longer and committed to him longer. And obviously you know the way it turned out no one will sit here now and say well they should have stuck with him longer because they shouldn't you know they they pulled the trigger when they felt they should have pulled the trigger you know it was it was poor he wasn't good enough um i don't think the players were were particularly um lacking in blame around that one as well and the hangover from the premier league huge you know that run at the end of the premier league was always going to have a huge huge mental impact So I think Neil, in hindsight, was probably right in the summer to say, get rid now, let's make a change now, as the club have just done themselves now, which we'll come on to. Um, But I I did feel a little bit sorry for Jan, to be honest. I feel like he was... Was it the Fulham game? Was his last game? Was that the, the last one for him where... Looks, yeah, and what
6: I didn't like about that Johnny, and sorry about him, but yeah. it was all that carry on and Phil on his phone. I don't think kind of Phil was exactly. putting on show, but it, it, it were a, I thought it was embarrassing for the yeah. kind of the club. It was I like agree. soap opera, wasn't it? Yeah. And, that, and, that's, and that's
5: my fault. Sorry for him, you know, Phil walking up and down on his phone. But also the the coaching staff behind Jan, you know, uh, a coach is he, only as good as those around him. And you look at Danny Cowley, supported by his brother. You know, they're always going to have that bond. And you look at Carlos Cobran. The 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 coaching teams he's been a part of, you know, they're all in it together. And Jan, full time whistle that Fulham game, turned around and the rest of the coaches did sat there. He looked a very solitary figure, um, and like the rest of the coaches, knew what was coming. They all shook his hand. He shook their hand whilst they all stayed sat down and he walked off. And I felt there was a bit of self-preservation by a number of those coaches trying to keep their own positions and not hoping to get lumped with Jan because they knew that he was going to go. So I did feel a bit sorry for him in the end. Um, he stayed in, in the town, didn't he, for quite a while afterwards. Um, and we know that he's got an affiliation to it, which is which is quite impressive, really, to say it went so badly for him that he does still speak of and, and feel quite a strong tie to the club, I would say. So I did feel sorry for him in the end, but I think Neil was probably right. The, the right time to have got rid would have probably been the summer.
6: Phil, what did you think? I mean, obviously in between that, we played Lincoln. Yeah. I, I just remember that night. I know we changed the team and everything, and sometimes... it was horrible. Games, but when you watch what kind of Danny Cowley was, you know, they, they did a job on us, didn't they? And we were... It would is that were beginning to the end. I thought that Derby were good; we could accept that, but Lincoln were awful, weren't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, as a player, the the, the quite tough games are those because you're expected to come in. Obviously, there were a few changes and it come in and perform and, and, and do well. Um, and and you just didn't see any anything from any of our players uh, during that game that would suggest that they're actually fighting hard to, to try and win a place and keep a place. Um, obviously, I was at that game and and. I, I do remember thinking, and obviously we'll we'll probably talk about this later. But I remember thinking about the the style of play of Lincoln and how boring it was. But they literally did do a job on us. Um, Toffolo would have stand out uh, performing in that game. He, he obviously had a decent uh, decent game and looked looked the part. But it, it was it was dreadful, really. Um, and like I say, going through this season, I think we've we've kind of seen the same. Um, and, and like I say, I don't want to jump the gun too much, but um, that identity um as, as was left it gone either, there was nothing there to suggest how how to play there was no identity of how we want to go forward and and then it, that's transferred into the college for me um and, and that's why I'm, I'm hopeful uh, you know this the new managers talked about this identity and the way of playing and, and Lee Bromby etc have all discussed that um, so I'm hoping, fingers crossed, we're going to go back to that. I mean, we talked before about when Wagner were there and the fans had literally be get the ball forward and lump, you know, and and the the, the impression, action changed. It? Everybody was happy for us to keep the ball and, and we was comfortable. I, I enjoyed watching as it was a comfortable watch. Um, and and I'm hoping we're going to get back to that.
6: The atmosphere were we'll toxic. I remember the, the last game of the last month at Luton. Remember going there and. The atmosphere was absolutely toxic. I remember being next to Jaden Brown yeah. and his family, and I don't know if, if any of you guys went there, but there were yeah. we were trying to play out from the back and the keeper, and
4: uh, the was getting a lot of abuse, wasn't we're it? we getting absolutely ago. abused, and
6: it was just—I think you always go through it as a football fan. Sometimes it just gets so toxic, and I was thinking, I'm absolutely hating this, and and bless him, Jaden Brown's family was so enthusiastic and. Well, but others your town were in the lowest point, and if you remember that day, Matt, wasn't it that when Van Parra was sold during the game—is the rumor, or it was? Yeah, well, that
0: would be
4: One, it that, wanted, that was that was strange. Via WhatsApp, I
1: yeah, WhatsApp. Yeah, I mean, I've been quite quiet this year. Like, obviously, social media's can, can be very toxic at times, and 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 quietly <laughs> the, behind the scenes, I can see that on on Twitter how, how people have talked and things, and. Um, like you say, it's just it, it, it grows and grows and grows and you can see the moans and the groans forming and, and I have you know, in the premiership we obviously struggled and, and, and we did perform and, and we showed a bit of heart but the fans were amazing. Um last season and this is me as from a player playing in these kind of games where we are struggling, you know, I got relegated you know Portville away. You you need your fans. You need your fans and and for me that identity you'll get you get them back. You know, if they know what you're trying to achieve, you get them back. And I just think this year, the, the backing from the fans, you can see. You know, clearly the games are quiet. Um, that you, you you need that bond between both fans and players, and, and, and it was totally lost this season.
6: Phil, I was going to ask that because that Luton game, I am certain Grabara changed from like trying to play out from the back to hoofing it, and we were losing the ball. They've got some big units, Luton, and and the fans had changed where he was going to play his game. It was incredible to see a man, a professional. In my opinion, changes style just because of the pitch or behind the goal, looting you're so near at you that away end. Is, yeah. is that something you can kind of relate to, or were you kind of a strong enough character to maybe you know forget yeah, what they're saying? I'm going to I'm
1: like, the game plan. Yeah, I mean, like obviously I have played a lot lower as well in divisions and and, and at the smaller grounds. You know, we play Chelsea away at Stamford Bridge, and you can't hear anybody. <laughs> you know, it's just a hum. So you know, there's no you know. There's no stress there, but places like Luton they do get on you and you've got to be a stronger character really to if your manager wants you to play in a certain way, you've got to play that way. You know, i have trust in your manager and i have trust in yourself. You know, if Jacko said to me, Right, I want you to uh, hit a diagonal out to right hand side and I knew it would a tight hit for Boo there, I'd still do it and if i out of play, you need a manager that a back up and say, Don't worry, keep doing it. And obviously I mean, things changed and, and, and he did that.
6: Another thing I think as well, that didn't get the fans and the club and what have you <laughs> Explain the Paddy Power uh, sponsorship. What what did you make of it, kind of from the outside looking in? Or i have really-
1: just i just i just spoke to a mate about this. Um, because he's a Leeds fan, and we're, we're away at the moment, and um, we were talking about like sponsorships and you know, and, and how many casinos um, are involved all betting agencies, etc. And it just came up. It was absolute shambles. I thought it was an absolute joke. I thought it made a, a mockery of what we were trying to achieve. Um, and what we've done in the past now we've built uh, uh, this this family club and the fans have been behind us and then we get relegated and then we we get this thrown on us and and I don't think things like that help you to be honest I think it puts you on a bit of a back foot straight away Johnny you agree?
5: Oh 100% absolutely 100% I think that I think I did the interview with Sean Jarvis about it, um, you know, a couple of days after it had been finally confirmed that it was a hoax, even though we all, we all knew it was a hoax, but it went on for a good couple of days, didn't it? Um, and one of the things I pointed out to him was that the club charter, the first two points of the club charter are honesty and integrity. And he was very uncomfortable when I said to him, have you acted with honesty and integrity over the last 48 hours? And, and he was very uncomfortable with answering that because, in my opinion, they didn't at all um, at any stage. And, you know, they were they were quite happy to give Paddy Power um, all of that publicity, despite the fact the gimmick since has been take our shirts back or whatever they're calling it and saying let's not have the sponsors of betting companies on the front of shirts. He gave them worldwide publicity for 48 hours, minimum 48 hours. And for me, that, it's just hypocrisy by saying that afterwards and i didn't agree with it in the slightest at the time um and I, and i think <laughs> much what Phil says there, you know. It took a few people for mugs. and It's really what, when the club's been going through a very difficult period, it should try and do. I get Sean Drivers has to do what's best for the club financially. Fully understand that. Fully understand he's got to take the best deal and make the best deal he can. And fair play to to whoever came up with it at Paddy Power. They're probably in a much higher position than they were at the time because it was a real gimmick and it worked. But I just don't think it was great for the football club, a family football club, as they push themselves, personally.
6: Neil, you had obviously saw sort of the other the positive side of it really at the end so i mean maybe you have a kind of a different view
0: to the guys um slightly yeah it's obviously we, we can talk all day about the the rights and wrongs of, of why it happened and did it put a good light on the football club overall probably not if we've been if we've been totally honest but obviously i saw the the flip side of that with the shirt auction that happened on the back of that mm um and actually got over fourteen thousand quid for two local charities, obviously the street kitchen and everyone pretty much that that's what I do and fan club. That is what I'm all about. And you know, it's for, for for that side of it, it's very hard for me to come on and, and say too much negative about it because obviously fourteen thousand quid to two worthwhile causes. But at the time I said it then then as well. Um as much as the flip side is great, you can see why people were, for want of a better phrase, pissed off with it.
5: Mm. And, and you make a good point there. You know, they'd, they'd end up giving some money and, and it worked out well, but there's other ways of raising £14,000 to give to a couple of charities. You know, there's ways that the club... Very possibly. Do and, very and, I'm not, and I'm not anti-betting companies. I'm not anti-betting firms. I'm not anti-betting. You know, I think the relationship's too close with football, absolutely. But I'm not anti those things at all. It's a part of life. I just think, yeah, it, it just didn't sit right for me personally.
6: So Matt, the new Danny Cowley. So you're going to have to jog my memories, but was it just the Cowley brothers that we were linked with or was it someone else? Can you remember that at the time? Because-
4: mm, I'm trying to go back on, on thoughts. Yeah. Neil Harris, he was linked. Um, obviously gone to Cardiff and done pretty well. Uh, Lee Boyer. Lee Boyer, who then denied it um, and then tried to mm. leverage it, didn't he, to get a new contract. We'll come to Lee Boyer in one of our sections later, I I think. um, yeah, yeah, I think the Cowleys were quite early in, weren't they? So um, I, th- I don't think the the focus really changed did it from Danny Cowley after the media had found out that we'd uh, gone in to speak to Lincoln.
6: No, I, I mean, Phil obviously gave him a, a great, uh, <laughs> what's the word, great testimonial there, because I I must admit that Lincoln game, I thought, okay, they've done a job on us, but would it be one I want to see? But I, I mean, I said it last week, I think, but for me, I think we really needed someone like the Cowleys at the time. I, feel, I think we were like kind of intensive care of the field town. I mean, Definitely. Neil, we went in that box. Uh, let me explain. We went in the executive box for Sheffield Wednesday. And I, I remember talking to you after that. I thought, I thought we were absolutely doomed. I've mentioned it a few times. We were, we really needed some kind of character, some energy, which they brought. I think we really needed the Cowleys at that time. And uh, I remember doing that first press conference uh, coming into it. And you obviously were there, Johnny, I think just
4: because he, uh, a couple of messages on on YouTube as well. Uh, Dale Marsden says Nigel Adkins, and obviously Johnny, you'll know that Oggy yeah. seemed quite mm-hmm. adamant Nigel Adkins was going to get the job. Um, yeah, absolutely. At the time from, from his sources, and obviously we I won't all hear reveal Oggy's
5: sources. I would never want to reveal Oggy's sources. or speak for the great man himself. Um, but yeah, he is he is still to this day very adamant that Nigel Adkins was was right in the mix. To put it another way.
4: Sorry, Cozzy, I interrupted there with the with the comments. Oh that's all right. I, I had a few i asked a question about Paddy Power as well, if you wanted to just wrap that wrap that as well. But yeah, we, go on, man. Uh, most I think most people are a little bit ambivalent towards that. Um <laughs> Daz Humphrey said he thought it was good until Johnny put his honest and integrity spin on it. So he's come he's a bit confused <laughs> now. So I think you've put another side to that, Johnny, for, for Daz. Um Terry Mulak says, as Neil said, good sides to it, but I think it was uh, poorly executed. Uh, Ted Chips says, PP, bigger things to worry about then and now. Uh, yeah. And then um, Chris, oh, Daz Humphries also says Chris Hewton was uh, was mentioned, but I think that was mm-hmm. more by us, in, more by me, really, begging for Chris Hewton than anything sort of concrete <laughs> at the time. <laughs> uh, and uh, Pete Collins, he's back. He's not he's uh, not chatting anyone up this week yet, Is Pete, but he's um, he <laughs> thinks it was a bit daft, but he don't think we should be too bothered about it. It's over now, which I think is a fair comment.
6: So the calories are unveiled. Not much changed. Sheffield Wednesday did a job on us. But then we went to West Brom. Uh, I think didn't we have an international break, didn't we, the week after. I'm good with memories, me. I hope it's coming like it's another 10 years. I'm not. It's not <laughs> what he says here, but carry
4: on, Cos. Go on. No, we went to go. West
6: Brom and they were, I think the 500 of us went on a Sunday lunchtime. And I'm stood there thinking, what is the town I've beaten West Brom here? 2-1. How the hell is this happening? Obviously, all the story turns sad at the end. But you could, not kind of in kind, the same image when Wagner came in, you could see massive differences. But... There were optimism all of a sudden, weren't there? And uh, Neil, uh, Lewis O'Brien was uh, kind of the star of the show that afternoon. And uh, yeah, the call is are kind of thinking, OK, you know, things look a bit, even though we'd lost again, things were looking a bit better.
0: I think you just look at that game isolated and that first half in particular where O'Brien and Grant have scored. And I think if you pick those two out of this season, there's nobody else left worth talking about, is there? If we're being brutally honest, the rest of it has been Pretty awful, and without those two, Louis O'Brien's sheer energy and appetite and care for the shirt. He's one of those you do want to see because he does give a shit, and that's what it's all about. That's what all, that's what you all want to see. And Grant, up until middle of January, was right up there as one of the best in division. And to score nineteen goals in a team that's been risk of going down into last week at season is uh, is something and. Do we we agree with everything that he's done and how his attitude changed towards it? Probably not, but you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You don't see everything. And from his point of view, if you're seeing yourself score every week, but you're still letting three in at the other end every week, that's got to be quite disheartening, hasn't it, to be honest. But yeah, you take those two out of the season um, and would have been doomed. Absolutely doomed. Phil, did you know much
6: about Lewis O'Brien? Obviously, we knew he'd gone to Bradford and done a good job there. We were hoping that he could kind of come on and kick on. But did you know kind of much about him Kind of past? it has been in the club, obviously, for a while as a kind of junior. Did you think he could make it? Yeah,
1: not really. I know some of the lads who, who've obviously coached him uh, in the past and they've always spoken well about it, but not really known anything. Um, but I think his, his performance when he went to Bradford uh, was a bit of a, an eye-catching uh, thing because it. it to, to go as a young kid and, and, and to actually uh, make an influence on the team as he did uh, over there was, was really encouraging um, I think he's been a, a breath of fresh air to be honest I yeah, think yeah. his attitude's great I think he's got he's, he's got a lot to offer you know defensively he can, he can, he can defend well he's got a, his technique's very good strong his, his engine's unreal uh, and he's popped up with a couple of uh, uh, beauty goals hasn't he? do you know what I mean so it, it's really positive I, I mean I think I know COVID came and the team changed a little bit, but I thought Trevor at the end was was fantastic at right yeah, back. Yeah, he was. Yeah, um, we've been, <laughs> been crying out for a bit of stability at full-backs. I still think um, Tougher look can can be a little bit suspecting behind, um, which I think has has found out Shindra a little bit this year uh, for pace. Um, but I think like you know, like said, those players you've mentioned have um, it, it, been fantastic. But yeah, Lewis O'Brien's got a real future. I just hope we can keep him. Um, uh, for a good few years, and and I like the fact when Worthy and, and, and Danny um, had that game, which which were nice from down in in Millwall. It was nice to see him get the captain's armband because you know it brings back those memories of Worthy taking over it. You know Worthy was a, it was just a hard working, honest player, and and I think we need to we need to unearth a few more of these players to uh, to give us a little bit more um, more joy from the fans in terms of bringing the home groans through.
4: I'm feeling hey, smug on O'Brien a little bit because we did um, a couple of, of things with uh, Rovers Blackburn Rovers chat and stuff and everyone always asked for your breakout player this season and it was probably a little bit obvious with some of the uh, performances in, in pre-season but I, I, I was tipping Lewis O'Brien big you know, to do well this year and um, Show
6: sure what Carby he likes. Well, I think we,
4: I think, I think, I think a few did, didn't they, with Diakabe? But yeah, I saw Brian and Dag Barnetts made a point. He said, um, "Harsh on Hogg and Schindler, not had the best of the seasons, but can't fault their attitude or heart." I think we'd all agree with, mm-hmm. with that fully as well.
0: Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that. But when, when you look yeah. at their, their influence on the season positively they have both, by their standards, been poor, aren't they? Yeah, I thought she was right, top scary, class. Last
4: four or five games, but before yeah, that, he yeah, was, str- was struggling at a certain point. In
0: like, general, not not a great right, season, and, down, and, and obviously, we, we've yeah. spoke about them so before, when you know, it's there's no doubt that they will go down. the will town legend for being part of the team that got up and stayed up.
3: But I sometimes mean, what
0: got, it's just right to to move yeah,
1: on. it, you've got to think about the type of players they are as well. Um yeah. you know, is they're both getting on a bit. Um Schindler's never had the legs really. He, he reads the game really well. Um, and I think when you've got players around you that aren't performing, um they'll find it a lot harder. And I think Oggy's um is had to carry quite a lot to be honest this year, defensively in that midfield. Uh, and, and so is Schindler at the back. So um they haven't had the best season but they've still put the effort in and they've still they've still worked the best.
6: Oh, I never doubt that. Never doubt that effort. October, October, guys, we actually won some games of football, which, you know, a lot of people must have been pushed to hospital. This is why Uh, the Nightingale.
4: I reckon this is our best period of the season, because, you know, as the Cowley's have kind of got their feet under the table.
6: This is why they built the Nightingale hospitals to put up with all our fans dying and, you know, collapsing uh, in shock. But so we went to Stoke and Janini Bakuna. Johnny, I want your uh, impressions of this guy. This guy is. I've never known a footballer as more frustrating. That night was brilliant. He'd been, he was so instrumental in this period, like you said, Matt. Mm. That October, November, he was the guy who was creating, scoring.
5: Yeah,
6: it just showed.
5: It, it's madness and genius, in it? It's that fine oh. line, you know. It's he is. On his day absolutely fantastic and I know the goal of the season later on you know he's, he's a contender in that isn't he and, and rightly so Um, but he is also a player that sometimes you feel like just grabbing around the throat isn't he you know a few times I've seen him this season and you do just want to give him an absolute shake and say come on you know yeah you're earning x amount of money you're playing for a club that's got a loyal fan base behind it a club that's been struggling it needs its players like you and there's some games when he has been absolutely carried and it's been worse having him out there on that field than it would have been having anybody else out there on that field. But there's other games where, as you say, he has been the spark. He has been the one that's done it. And, yeah. you know, it's that horrible balance that you get of having a player like that. He needs he needs the right coach with him. He needs the right gaffer with him. He needs the right person to cajole him, however it is they do that. Um, they need to be able to get the best out of him game in, game out. And if they do, then he won't be with Town, will he, in a couple of seasons' time, because he'll get that move. But he's not going to do it if he puts in that graft for Town Phil, first. I mean,
6: Phil, you played in a team, Pete Jackson's team, that were everyone all for one and one for all. There were no one kind of bigger than anyone in that team. How would you mm-hmm. feel kind of as a player when you've kind of got this maverick figure that can change a game and win, but can... I'm trying to think of the game when he got sent off at the back end of the season, but the yeah. uh, but. Would you want to throttle him? Would you just kind of think, well, that's what he it does? It must, or do you think that's one of the reasons why the team wasn't really a team?
1: Because you had individuals doing whatever they wanted? Yeah, going back to it, I mean, I think the Cowboys would ideally be the perfect kind of manager for him. I think mm-hmm. they understand, I think one of their strengths seemed to be understanding of, of individual players. You could see him um, putting arms around players when they came off and, and discussing things with them. Um, I think within a team, you're going to get players like that. I remember Pavel Abbott wearing Nightmare and he'll hold his hands up. I used to have to room with him. It, I was like his bloody psychiatrist. That's
4: going to be I a in that Jack- itself, I think, Phil. Yeah. Oh,
1: God. Jack would drop him and he'd be fuming and it was me that I always had to try and talk him around. And the next thing you know, he'd, he'd do his own little bit on the pitch and come up with a goal or two and, and, and have a couple of good games and everything was forgotten. You, you're going to have those kind of players. Um, like I say, what worries me is that he's not learning. He's got everything that kid as become. He's is is powerful. He's athletic. Um, technique is he, fine, but he's not learning. And 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 at the level that he played at last year, in the standard of that championship, which I thought was was, was pretty poor, to be honest, um, he should have been better, uh, and Did he wasn't. He wasn't consistent enough
5: do we have to be fairer to him as well you know away from family all that kind of stuff I know his brothers at Cardiff Definitely. but you know away from family young family as well you don't know the impact that has on on individuals yeah. you don't know how that impacts their mental health and you know we we look at them as footballers we look at them as robots sometimes but you know I've got a one year old downstairs who I know if she's had a bad night then the following day at work for me is absolute graft and if your little and has a bad night a day or two days before a game how does that impact it? You? you know so I wonder yeah. if we've got to be a little bit fairer to him I don't know I don't know he's Individual personal circumstances, such it's a funny him.
0: one, is Bakunin, isn't it? Because it'll go from, and we've said it loads of times, he can, in the space of three touches, he can go from all the shots of Barcelona and back again. Yeah. And he's, that he's, is he's just yeah. one of them pure genius or absolutely dreadful. He's, what he's, his, his
1: touch goes to Barcelona? <laughs> <laughs> club get, Barcelona, to, Phil. Yeah. Club Barcelona, the <laughs> nightclub, mate. Oh, I remember that
2: place. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: But he's, he's clearly got, as, as has been alluded to, he's clearly got all the talent in the world as that lad. He, he can do anything, but he could also be the complete extreme of that.
4: It's like for 10, and ten or phone. 15 minutes a game, isn't it? He can, he can win you it in that period where he's, he's untouchable for 10, 15 minutes. And then, but it's the other sort of 60, 70, whereby he's kind of, you know, you can see his, you know, looking at daisies or whatever. But it's the mad
0: bits, isn't it? Like they're sending off at Forest. You know, he just you know, he's, he's been dropped to sub. He's come on as a sub. He's lost his, he's lost his rag. He's off within a couple of minutes.
4: He's, there's been a few little clashes like that throughout the season where it's probably been yeah. a bit lucky. But like you say, he's such a talented player. Do you know, if if you could get a coach in there who could just get sixty minutes out of him a week, you know, Huddersfield Town would go. You know, the, well, so we, we would we've just go got not yeah, yeah, so we would genuinely go so far up the league if we could get sixty minutes out of him every week or two. In my so opinion. then,
6: there's best before, there's this. Best performance of the season, in my opinion, the kind of the next couple of weeks. There's this mad ball dude outside Seville Stadium watching on his iPad and iFollow going absolutely mental with Spanish people, kind of like, what is this guy in about? Because for me, what of when that final whistle went at Brentford? I, I'm not saying we were going to get in the playoffs, but I just thought, wow, this is something pretty. We're building this, is this is an advance on what we've seen before. And I mean, you've only got to look at what Brentford's been doing in, in the playoffs and pretty much most of the season. Uh, yeah, it wasn't... The only thing I'd temper it with is there was a lot... I don't like swearing, but go on. There a lot of shithousing, and that seemed to be a theme. Is that what we have to do to get the result? I mean, you do what you do, don't you, to get the result at Brentford. you
0: will take anything, but...
6: It's, rife, we were,
4: it's a rife throughout football, on,
0: it? on commentary, on, I mean, I, I watched that on a stream, and on commentary you could hear the fans down that side. They were absolutely living with us. The guys who were commentating...
4: The Brentford fans. I don't Brentford think they said were so
0: good... Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they could say two good words about Town Hall game. I don't you were listening
5: go- to Radio Leagues last night, that night, Neil. I think I did that game instead of Oggy that night. Yeah, you did, yeah. Clearly it forced you into an illegal stream, look at that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, well sorry. That, that just showed that night as well, the, the quality that Carlin Grant's got. Yeah. Because he, he probably wanted you know, half a chance, really, and he's made something out of it and buried it, and he did that on hmm. like, on more than one occasion, didn't he? So yeah, then... Like, the, the
6: week, the week after we go to Preston North End. Now anyone who supports understand knows you might as well put a, a home win down for that. But the one thing I wanted to put out there, and kind of a bit of a talking point: Terence Congolo played in inverted mm, comments in was this disgrace, game, wasn't he? Mm. and he to a me, this was a guy who I was really hoping would, you know, once he st- stayed with us, because I was still thinking I think, I, th- I rated him even though some people didn't, and I thought he'd go on and kick on this season. But for me, this was an... He got dropped obviously a week after the Bristol game, which was a bit of a cull. But again, Phil, Terence Congolo, oh, man, what a talent, what a waste. He's muted himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still muted. He's unmute him, Kazis. <laughs> I've asked him to unmute. God, I can't unmute him.
4: He's a to
6: himself. He's going on one as well, is
4: That's oh,
6: goalkeepers for you. I've seen it, he's seen it, he's seen it. I say.
1: No, no! Look at the anger here. <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on, on, Phil! Absolutely horrendous for a n- number of reasons. He just lost the plot, Congolo. Absolutely shocking. Um, but I still think we could have got some out of that. That the, when Elphick got injured, you know, the is the, it was it a free kick that was given on the edge of the box as well? Should have been yeah. a card. That yeah, a card a, all day long. They, yeah. <sighs> It was absolutely horrendous, that game. I remember a couple of lads, I won't name them, um, and I know they go to town matches um majority of the time away at home. They left at half-time um, and they'd just they seen enough and, and I had my me, me, me little lad and I went with my mate and his little kid and, and we were frozen its nuts off, but it was it was such a horrible game. Preston were poor, we were shocking, um, but conglo just down tools, absolutely down tools. Uh, and you can't carry people like that when they're like that. He obviously lost his head, and, and he didn't want to be there. Um, he's probably had a sniff from somewhere else, and and, and that was it. It were, I mean, rightly so, they rightly they, saw that they dropped him. But um, what a horrible game that was! What a horrible game!
6: And Tommy yeah. Elphick done for the season, Phil. At that point as well, disaster really.
1: Yeah, well, it, well, because he started performing in, in and around that time. He started producing mm-hmm. a couple of decent performances together. I don't know whether he were trying too hard at the start. I mean, I commented. I don't know but you just discussed it. at the, the start, I thought it was a good signing, a bit of an odd experience again. Um, how wrong could we have been, really? Obviously, it didn't work well with the with the injury, but it just started you know, stringing a few performances together, and, and that was really unfortunate for me during that game.
4: We were unbeaten in seven before we went to Preston as well, and then Ryan Ledson went through it. That's such a blatant red card, is that the oh, you know, ridiculous. absolutely ridiculous? And, and but it, then it really affected his going into the next wild, didn't it? Cozzy?
6: Yeah, and this is the thing. That I'm going to bracket the kind of next bit together because this was kind of a bit of a tipping moment, I think, for Lucille town because Bristol City debacle. I think Kongolo had been Kongolo dropped at that game.
4: No, he played he, and he was a disgrace again.
6: Him. Give him a wave. <laughs> and this, uh, I think 12 minutes he played as a sub and I don't think he wanted to come on. And then, Neil, I remember being with you at the Leeds game and I think we had added maybe some kind of news and that we we're going to be a much-changed team, but it's still that moment when it comes on your phone and you look at his bench. I've got it written down here, Duaney started, we had Kieran Arrott on the bench, High, Daly, Osterfield, mm-hmm. Jackson, Edmonds, Green, I think Carby and Benza, them lot, bombed out, Congolo, bombed out. was that the moment, Neil? I think Do you know what, though?
0: Last... When we saw the team for that, that was actually um memorable day for me, because that was the day when we had the Andes Man Club Awareness Day, five-a-side pitch and all sorts of stuff going off, so I've got good memories of that day. Um, At least someone does. That, yeah, but to be fair, I think that the, the Cowleys fully did the right thing by bombing out all that lot. And I think even though they we're going into you know, the game against best team in the league, if we're being honest, um, I don't think anybody were remotely bothered that none of that lot were involved. And I think everyone were pretty much universally happy that all these kids were going to be involved in some way, shape or form. And in fairness, they put it together... Yeah. Yeah. An half decent performance. I don't was was my, in any, my there memory
5: in of that. In my memory of that game, that first half was Towns, wasn't it? Yeah, with well, um, yeah. Boni, yeah,
0: Yeah,
5: yeah, and and, and, and so you have to set your hat off and say fair play to all those changes, you know, and, and, yeah. and it worked for forty five minutes. Unfortunately, and another day, and Matty Daly have both scored that day as well. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: like
5: we're
4: we're past
2: past
4: I thought tactically, tactically, the Danny Cowley got that spot on. You know, leads a. Press very high, and what they did is they went the bypass and went direct to Mounier. And Ben White had a, a good game against Mounier. He dropped back in and, and and challenged him well in the air. But that first half, I think Town came out, and it was that first game really whereby you could see the fit, fitness was again a key issue. Um, we came out, we had to match lead, so we came out like a train. And that first forty-five minutes, we were good, we were in the face, uh, we went direct to Mounier and, and we, were, I wouldn't say we were massively the better side. I think we edged it, and uh, but second half we just kind of fitness-wise just went. Down, we just couldn't maintain that level, and I think it that was one that of the
0: one. one of the Leeds just showed a couple of bits of quality, and that one goal that they did as one into other with two or three mm-hmm. passes if you back at and, uh, and that were, you know, the, let's be fair, mm-hmm. we won't first start last two. They've done that to this season either, so I think with, yeah. with that team that we had out that day, I think I think one of those we could actually walk away, one of the few times in the last two years where we've been beaten and walk away relatively pleased with it.
6: But then, well. Bill, the next three days we go to challenge, and we go with limited expectations, similar setup again. And I think I'm going to leave 90 minutes trying to get a train back. I thought I'll just hang about here, see what happens here. The rest is history. But I yeah. think just to kind of temperate that, i mentioned it before, it's frustrating me that Matty Daly comes on, scores, never forget his kind of piece he did with the club, the interview and emotion and what
1: have you. And we never saw him again pretty much after that. He, he would have he he yes. almost like at the, the beginning, really. Not <laughs> I was just going to mention this to you guys just before you, met, you obviously you brought that up, which is which is great because he looks he looks a good talent. He um, um, A lot of people spoke really highly from him, and I thought this season really at, at points it was perfect for him to to come in and play. I really did. Um, him and O'Brien in midfield together, the two youngsters. It, you know, I, I was interested to see how that would play out, um, literally because it. Um, so pleased for him with that goal down at Charlton but it just showed again like, like the, the lack of consistency that we had uh, through this season you know there'd be a couple of performances where we'd pick up and, 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 and throw a little bit of heart and then we'd, we'd have some terrible terrible performances so um, I, I, I really do hope that this new manager obviously we're, with the under 23s kind of background I hope he does bring some of these young kids through quickly because I think now is the time for it to happen with some experience in the around Remind. I think a lot of it I think no. it's
0: quite clear that this is the main reason why it's happened. The Cowleys have gone because of their reluctance to use the kids and, and be brave enough to use them, um, and not really have a set idea of how they want to play an identity. And obviously town are clearly going for the Leeds model or the you know, the Leeds slash Brentford type model. And if it works and some of these kids are good enough, you know, it, it could be good. Don't get me wrong, it's a big if, it could it could be an absolute disaster. But I'd rather find out this way than be bored to tears every week. As
6: foremans we covered a little bit over Christmas, but then I think the Stoke game on New Year's Day summed it up a little bit for us. It was the most surreal game, was ever? We were 2-1 up we about half an hour ago, and we ended up losing 5-2 to a...
4: Shouldn't have been 2-1 up, though. We were uh, getting a bit of a shoeing in weren't we, really, on, on balance of players. Yeah, of and then,
6: uh, obviously the McLean incident, which was regrettable as well. It was a pretty grim day for us all round, I thought, on that day, but... But then, obviously, recruitment, uh, the windows opening and Toffolo, Stamen and Lossell comes back as well. Matt, you're an ex-keeper
4: of some... So know, it's S- Phil. Phil, Phil S- was S- better than S- me, yeah. Yeah,
6: Phil. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, he went back. <laughs>
0: remember
6: yeah, him, right. he
0: got, <laughs> Phil, Let's talk coming back. I want some money out of it and didn't pay subs.
6: <laughs> Phil, I want to fuss. I've got to be honest with you. I want as everyone to get in there and that. I felt he kind of done one on us. I want to... I wasn't too bothered to see him back. I'll be honest with you, but I don't. What, what did you think when you heard he would come? I
1: thought it was fantastic that he came back. I hundred percent understand why he left. Um, it's an excellent opportunity. Although, you know, it was it was it was going to struggle to be number one, but at the same time, you know, you've got to think of a um, family, etc. The money that he have got from from Everton would have been ridiculous, and I think it worked out absolutely perfect for him, really, to come back. Um, I spoke to him um, towards right at the end of that season before he left. Um, and I just I, I said to him I said I understand why he would go um, he's been an absolute model professional for me I think he's been outstanding um, his performances have been great one, one of my favourite him and Danny Ward I think have done really well um, in recent years when they played for us and um, I don't know what's going to happen at the end of this season and who will have in goals but um, it'll be a sad day when we don't see him back at this field again And
6: the cup game Southampton we kind of put out on pretty much half and half team which I forgot man. we played Southampton. Yeah. I think we made history though, didn't we? Didn't we have a VAR? I think Southampton had a goal. It's always a good sign of a, of a bad game for me because I were down in the concourse in about 25 minutes with a lot of other fans beer in hand and uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not doing right well there. I remember ringing Jamie after and going a bit nuts, but people know that's just standard and that as well. But then kind of Hull Away was an, in, an interesting one. Strange old night, uh, Grabbera uh, knocked unconscious off the pitch. And it kind of revitalised us, really. We're culminating in a fantastic away-end 96-minute win on a cold Tuesday night uh, for Steve Meunier. And Steve Mooney has been an interesting one this year because I've kind of warmed to him, even though I don't think he's done... I mean, he's feeding on scraps at Huddersfield Town, but I don't think he's kind of maybe hit the heights, obviously, what we saw at that Palace game. He's never really gone there, but... Just the other stuff he does in the background,
0: the stuff with charity and stuff. I, he seems a really good character. And I, I think I, he's I... been wasted this season, particularly when mm. Cowles came in, to be honest. I do. They, they, they talked a lot about having to find a way to fit Steve Moody into the team and find a system that suits him. You know, do it then. Because you've got a lad here who costs us 11, 11.5 million quid. Actually started quite well in the Premier League. And a score quite I mean, well. He, he had a spell anyway. We're he, getting coming off that bench and score quite well, Neil.
2: Quite he well
0: got pre-season as well, didn't it? So yeah, it, it, to, to me, to, to get something like that in this league, you've got to play to your strengths. And if they're not in right in right setup, he's one of your strengths. Do you not know me about, about it?
1: him? Like the, the way that we played, like you need if, if you're going to play him, he's good in the air. If he's attacking the ball, we've seen that. We saw. Um, Crystal Palace the way we've seen him pre-season. If he if he meets a ball in the air attacking it in front of goal, he's dangerous. Yeah. Never seemed to be an understanding with wide players of where he would attack. So predominantly as a as a striker, you attack the near stick. So ball's out wide, you're gonna attack you're gonna get across the front of your defender, you're gonna attack the near yeah. stick. He didn't even attack the bloody penalty spot. So you're not gonna you're either gonna make him attack the near stick or you're gonna get him to peel off to the back and you're gonna play a lofted ball in for him to to hang, and then you get your seconds. Yeah, get no, yeah, knocked down for somebody else. And so, like you've said there, you hope, we were hoping we, it, they were going to utilise him more, but it just looked like they weren't kind of going through any forward-advancing plays in training to, to work out what's the best way of going forward. I mean, you look at Liverpool, Liverpool generally hit the byline and pull it back, and there's always a player you see have made a run held back and, and there's an opportunity we have nothing in terms of that and, and that's what worried me about him and I think either they've let him down or he's kind of let himself down in terms of the the ability to get into the box well, I,
0: I think he probably
5: makes it? somewhere it's in the middle it. it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, that, it's intelligence it. whether that's the intelligence of the wide men to try and pick him out even if he I isn't making it. those right moves or whether it's his intelligence of making that right move in the area
0: Do he's he's I don't think, given we given a a that, though. Though. think we allowed our wide men to be brave enough to be honest I was going to say, I you know, think did, it are a bit safe.
4: Do you think we get? Do you think he might have given up a little bit, especially considering, you know, the the quality of wide men we brought in with your Ambenzer and your Diacabes, and he's not going to get anything decent. Quality in inverted yeah, columns. There's one cross <laughs> from Mbenza that he put in against Burnley in the Premier League, and Mounier's oh, Munier wow, is their wow. far stick, isn't he? With a, with a great header. Yeah. And and for me, I thought Mounier was was wasted under the Cowleys. Um, it was one of my main out. main bonds.
1: Um, if they'd have played Colin a bit more out wide colin has got a great delivery into the box. So I think he missed out a little bit on Colin not playing.
4: Possibly, yeah, possibly, but I just I just thought they um they, they kind of looked at him as as a bit of an Akin Fenway type, you know, <laughs> that they would just use as a battering ram and I don't think that's Mounier's game. I think he's got a lot more not to not, him I, than that. Not, um, yeah. I don't think he's missing sure enough. that
0: with that goal, didn't it? Yeah, against when he just caught in them bloody stuck in top corner from twenty five He's, he's, he's got so yeah. much
4: more to his game than what the cowls I think gave him credit for, and it that was a frustration yeah, for me. I thought 90%. he could have, I thought he could have, I thought he was misused. I thought he could have run channels more if they'd have asked him to do so, and I thought he could have been a, a bigger player, especially especially when you consider Fraser Campbell's goal output. I thought <laughs> Mounier could have uh, been played. Matt, have they got
6: any comments coming in from all our beautiful uh, viewers, listeners? What do you call them these days? See Johnny, I'm doing your job here, aren't you I? You are,
5: mate. we've got are, traffic news. You? Neil, can get can the traffic back, news. I can sit back with a beer whilst <laughs> yeah. we do the graph. He's,
0: he's
6: quiet
5: <laughs> now. I'm cold. Clive
4: Settle. Okay. Where's Clive Settle? Can we get him on as well? <laughs> and the weather <laughs> is, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, David James. Is it David James? the so weather, David, it? Oh, Yeah, whenever David Phil is. is now.
5: God. David James God. is gone. We, we read, our now, read our own travel now, guys. Cutbacks. We read our own travel.
4: Ah, Here we go. Huddersfield looks good, Phil. In
5: the yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Is good. I'm on holiday. I'm on, I'm on holiday. Um, I've, I've been looking to sneak a, a little hour away, so uh, but I'm going to have to go in uh, in five minutes, guys. No, uh, thanks
3: for coming on, but, uh,
1: man. I've got, I've got a little barbecue going, so it's tea I'm time, and this jealous. little man needs my. <laughs> What's he doing?
6: with That's Questionable, questionable, on, questionable on, shirt on, is it? that, Phil? me what
5: the...
6: <laughs> Scandal, man. Yeah, I right, tell
1: you what, anywhere, th- fellas, thanks for Phil. Thanks for your time, man. Yeah, great. So, thank you. Yeah. Adio, uh, oh, Adios. to speak <laughs> to you.
0: Enjoy your burgers. Yes. Cheers. Cheers, Phil. We'll get you back on next season, Paul. Yeah, definitely. Take care,
6: Cheers, guys. Bro. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Matt uh, I, oh, enjoy-
4: I was enjoying Phil's input. I'll be honest. I thought it was good there. Yeah. Um, and I think good. some other people have been as well. So um let's go through some of these comments. So we've got um James Bear. James Bear says, "Do not be nasty about Parvy's a legend." Uh, and uh, a, lot of, a lot of talk about Bakuna as well. Uh, Doug Barnett says, problem part of the problem with Bakuna is we haven't really found his best position, and I think the, the problem there is he's got a number of great positives and negatives in each role, so therefore it depends where you can accommodate him. Um, Dale Marsden said he left at halftime at Preston as well, uh, and Pete Collins says he thinks Johnny should share that beer, but that'll be a little bit difficult, Pete, and uh, Nail Fayer says, Phil Senior's a legend, get Phil back, uh, and uh, Alistair Wynn says he, he loves Steve... Um, and forget Stephen get get them back. So it's been taken over a little bit on the on the tap. But um, Ted so, Chippinton and says time will tell whether Mbens and Benzwindi Akabi are any good or not. We know Congolo mm-hmm. is good, so he's time he's will the tell. How long will we want? Well, uh, they're young, aren't they? Twenty three, are they both twenty four? All oh, right, ages. But, yeah, but um, he says yeah. for me. Pop pop. He thinks Congolo the biggest disgrace because we've seen that he can be good, whereas mm-hmm. the others we haven't really seen that from them. Uh, and and that's about it, really coming in.
6: So just that old game was. Kind of uh, introduction. Oh, there's a go for. We've got live football. Cardiff City have scored. They're back oh. in it. Oh, my Ooh, playoff pick. My playoff yeah. pick.
4: It's but don't on. go it's on, on to
6: Sky Sports because you'll lose us. But Emil Smith, bro. That game, I remember doing it. I think he did a turn in and beat a couple of guys. He he appeared on the scene and. Is it fair to say we might not have stayed up without him? Because I've just loved seeing this guy, L- Little Messi, just no fear
4: levels. of yes, after.
6: Big smile on his face, loves playing football, fitting ending against West Brom. What a player, Neil. How, how's he ranking
0: Town uh, Loan signings? He's up there, isn't he? He's, uh, the, the lad has got undoubted quality. Whether we've seen best of him, probably not. Um, I think obviously as he gets older, he's going to get a lot, lot better. But in, in glimpses, we've seen just some absolutely outstanding natural ability. And I think with... The side that. Obviously, Johnny's seen a lot of at Leads this season. Follow me, Collier.
6: there's a goal at Craven Cottage. Sorry, Neil.
0: Yeah,
6: yeah. That's, that lasted long. Where's me, Cammy? Me, you're
0: sorry, Neil. Sorry, mate. A big game on
6: somewhere. Yeah. You? <laughs> Go on. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Go on, Neil. Sorry, mate. I, I think I think sticking him in a side that that plays a lot of quality attacking football like your you, Leeds on a Brentford. I think he'd look even better. To be honest, I think we stifled him a little bit from what he's capable of, just purely out of been as well sort on the of same negative level
4: as really we were. Neil, I think sometimes he got the ball in great positions and the, the players up from yeah, one level. Yeah, well Yeah, level.
0: no no round him, which uh, I think I think he probably found that frustrating as well. So whether we'll see him again next season, probably doubtful, but it's always nice to say these lads aren't way up in it. Mm. Yeah, they, did they play him enough?
5: Did, did, did they play him I don't enough? For so, no. no, I didn't not, I didn't get I this. Put that. him in, bring him out, put him in, bring him out. He's a young lad, yeah. he wants to play games. He's been set out to play some games. He's clearly yeah. arguably the most talented player in your squad, which is an argument. V. Yeah, but
6: play him, bang Johnny. Him. It felt like they were an agreement to me. I don't know how right this is. You're right, yeah, it felt like feel they were it. trying
4: to show that they could take care of these kids, and maybe next yeah. year we could get get a little bit more, do you know, so we could use it Yeah, him a, I think you're probably right. Point, I think you're right. Yeah.
5: The, poli- the politics of impressing Premier League clubs mm. for the Cowleys, I think, was a big factor. The
0: frustration there for me is surely Arsenal would have been a lot happier seeing him play an hour every week. And, you know, and, and even when we came back and he playing sort of Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, 18, 19-year-old mm-hmm. kid, he could play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, without any bother. Just
6: to so to, yeah, a quick I just think... Shame. Where's it going to end up next year, Neil? Premier League with Arsenal, Premier League with someone else, or another loan with a Champions League club than us? Oh, who knows? Is, is, is... Or
3: Huddersfield
0: Town. No Europa, I, don't, I just don't there's, there's see him no don't seem quite ready for Arsenal yet. I don't see him quite ready for Arsenal yet, to He's be honest,
5: top, I think. Top-end champ.
0: Top-end champ. I've said that. i will go for that. Would he get in the Leeds team, Johnny?
5: In the champ or in the Prem? In the champ. Um. Probably not because you probably have Hernandez. Cozzy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city
6: ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium. You're right near the pitch. Great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app.
4: At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: on 116-123. That's 116-123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the
5: year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. You're in there and then you've got a couple of wide men with with uh, Costa and Harrison who have been outstanding this year for Leeds. So you'd probably say he wouldn't get a start in place right, right now in that Leeds champ side. Probably this season, not. Um, but I think in... It, it, if the strengths weren't in the positions that he was vying for, then yeah, I think you'd probably get in another side at the top of the championship.
4: Carson, cool, you're getting so- battered online here from the YouTube comments because your, uh, your live sky is faster than everybody's stream watching it on YouTube. Oh, no. So you're ruining oh, no. the game no, for no. them.
6: You're <laughs> up now. Cardiff 4 1 spinner right now. <laughs> So February kind of rolled on, we, we had... go Joking! <laughs> I didn't see it, Jeff. I didn't see it! <laughs> no. So we played Bristol City and Chris Willock scored a fantastic goal there to beat uh, Lee Johnson, a guy I can't stand, so delighted to see her beat him and delighted he... Uh, nah, I don't wish anyone out of the job, so I'll shut up there. Then Bakuna, which again, a goal of the season, candidate kind of absolute rocket, we beat Charlton. Uh, Mr Boy had a bit of salt in his mouth and then the last game before the COVID we went to Leeds and that's where I started losing a bit of love for Mr Cowley because we'd lost i am not mentioned it before but
4: like we've lost a in a derby
6: I'd paid £41 I'd booked half a day at work I had to go back to work after the game and we just laid down and died we, were absolutely we turned blessed. up and
0: got tickled didn't we? we were rubbish Neil and, and that, that performance it. were everything that the old game against them effort-wise, wasn't... Le- Leeds had no up to that day and the worst thing you want to do is give them a start, like, like, what were it, about a minute, a minute, and something like that. Yeah. What, 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 you what know, Simpson's it. had another day off. Um balls got crossed in, his ailing's coming from opposite right-back <laughs> position and somehow <laughs> stuck going top bins, yeah. you know, it's... And the, the game, what you knew then, you are a couple of minutes in, done, put a fork in there, these lads, they're done, and yeah. you could see it all over them. We had one chance all game. Chalabar should have scored for staff. Other than that, absolutely nothing. Mm. And then all, all we heard afterwards were oh. Cowley being. Mm. Well, I, I, I want to like, say I what had, I want to say on here. I had a couple
6: of people tweeting. I had a couple of people texting me who worked at the game. Nothing to do with your town or Radio Leeds or anything. Worked at the game. And they were saying how embarrassing it was. How much you must feel as a fan to hear him just basically, you know, you know. it, it We'd lost a derby. I wanted to feel uh, I would absolutely gutted. And I wanted him to be hurt. Just probably
0: you mm-hmm. didn't get it. You wouldn't have heard Wagner saying
6: that. Oh. It but sounded then like
4: were a... on a coaching seminar that had just it, that it just been and ah. they buzzing afterwards and that yeah. to, to, to be fair to Cowley, I think there was like a twenty two minute interview and I think people picked that out for certain newspapers, you know, that section and probably made it a little bit worse than what it was. But after a derby said it though, after to, you come you've back got,
0: you've got to say it to get it picked out
4: yeah but I'm going to say after 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 a derby win, you feel a derby defeat, even you're feeling hurt, and the last thing you want it really is is to hear something nice said about the opposition, even if it's warranted to be fair, so you, you kind of want them to be hurt as well, and you didn't really feel that did you
6: Johnny? then the world changed and still is changing forever. Did you ever feel we'd ever get back at did you think the season were going to be null and void incredible times
5: mate i after after the leeds game i I thought. That Tamron bother at that point. However, I think Wigan's impending doom, and I think Sheffield Wednesday's still ongoing impending doom. Was oh, I was meaning sorry, have a factor.
6: I was meaning sorry with the shutdown of football to COVID and coming back. Did right, you? okay. Did you feel that? I,
5: I thought the season would end. I thought the season would be called off. I thought it'd be done and dusted. You know, I was obviously speaking to all the clubs that we cover and and then speaking as well to, to League Two, Bradford City, and, and what they were going through. And I just thought, I can't see a way that we That we're sounds back good
0: to be fair, League Two, Bradford City. Carry
5: on. <laughs> um, I, I just cool. feel, I just felt that it wasn't going to happen. I'm delighted it has because I think it's for the integrity of the game. I think for. For the public, for you guys, for you know, yeah, you aren't being able to go to games, but still to have your club back playing is a big factor. Um so I'm glad it did come back. Um it was a long period of time wasn't it you guys and we got all our radio programmes taken off of us there was no sports talk about so we'll take all your shows away sorry guys so we were sat twiddling our thumbs for a few months which might sound lovely but trust me is absolutely infuriating when that's what you want to do and that's what we all want to do at radio leeds so yeah it was it was a tough few months but you know however tough it was for us it for you guys a hell of a lot more you know for for those guys who I, I didn't want it back I didn't want it back cuz <laughs> <laughs> so then
6: guys Back we came. We'd been hearing about this fantastic Middlesbrough pre season game. Did we get five goals? We were looking whole, great. I
4: think we beat. A whole, I can't remember. We beat. we beat. It Middlesbrough. Might have been Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough, yeah. Middlesbrough.
6: So we're all there. We've got, we're have got. we logging on to I follow. <laughs> licking his lips. I've got my beers at your house, Neil. What is the time we finally get it on? about half three but obviously we had means to hey, get it on and three. by the way
5: iFollow has nothing to do with us at BBC Radio it's just to point <laughs> no, out no. to all your listeners we yeah. give them the audio they can do with it what they like nothing to do with us we're innocent on that front <laughs>
4: Neil Wigan. guilty by association I reckon you, well
5: that's the problem <laughs> that's the problem we are
6: <laughs> and like, it was unbelievable wasn't it? I could not believe what we were seeing it was it like the team had never seen each other I were absolutely shocked we were sat there stunned weren't we
0: at that point i just wanted to smash telly up and not see another football match ever get a just you know, takeaway. away <laughs> yeah and, yeah just go yeah go, go and have a pizza with snoop dog and it'll be all right there. <laughs> but it's it, it was just dreadful wasn't it and then obviously the danny simpson tale came out um straight after that which sort of give you a bit of an insight into why everything was so down but i don't think we've recovered from that and I'll be honest. I really, really feared for us, and even the Birmingham game that we won comfortably, we had to be realistic. After that, because Birmingham were absolutely dreadful that night, oh. um, but we, we just settled for trying not to lose. There was my, my thoughts were: you come into a nine-game mini season. And I said this on the and I said this to you because we were watching them, You coming into a nine-game mini season, you're sixth or seventh from bottom. So, to me, your target at that point is to make sure that you finish top of that seven and, and come, at, come at it like a mini-league. And, you know, I have a real go for these teams. They're, not, they're down there because the are rubbish like we well, are. Yeah. So, I have a go for them. Wigan came back absolutely flying. And let's be fair, they've only gone down due to irregularities. So, I feel a bit sorry for them, to be honest. I don't feel sorry for the club. They're ballsed up. But the players and the fans and what it. Just it's just awful, isn't it? Um, but but there were not. There were nothing to get behind. It was just absolutely dreadful, awful. And then, luckily, again, we've come out against West Brom, who had completely shit themselves. They they just looked absolutely terrified to get hold at ball and try and go and make sure they went up. And eventually, I think they sort of went up because Brentford bottled it a little bit worse then. But, Matt,
6: before we even get to West Brom, I, I thought we'd seen it all against Wigan. So we sat there Friday night, working week's finished. What a Sylvie Luton. What about that? Next. Where does that rank in town debacles, mate, over many years? It Jeez, sure.
4: um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was not. bad. it was bad, wasn't it? It was. Um, I think that, that was the point where I was like, hmm, we, we because I've always been, I've been blasé all season. going, no, nah, we'll be fine. We won't get yeah, really good. We've got, a lot. we've got some good players. We've got Grant. We've got Bakuna. We've got Schindler. Blah blah blah. We'll be fine. And then we lost to Luton. And to be fair, Luton did a job on us. We just looked so clueless. I think the, I think we, we tied up. I thought we were a bit afraid to, um, to attack. And I think we were very focused on shape and not conceding, like you said. And I think some players were too afraid to, to get forward and, and overcommit. And the, I think everyone was looking round. I, I
0: don't think the players were afraid to do it, Matt. I think they were told not to do it.
4: it to me, it felt we, we, like everybody we, we was turned looking. turned up there
0: set to not lose. And as soon as they scored, we were bollocks because we didn't have any other plan other than what we'd set out to do. There was no way to change it. And at that point, it needs you see, for it me, I, I, to be bold and brave and do something different.
4: Well, I was looking at certain players and that they would usually make certain moves, like you say, you know, like O'Brien usually would go forward. And to me, the, the plan just seemed to be Give it to Smith Rowe and see what he can do. And Smith Rowe was doubled up on, and he, he was completely out of the game. and And we didn't have anything else, you know. And and it was, it was, it was a stinker, really. And um, they
0: got completely outdone by Nathan Jones, to be honest. Mm. Completely outdone, and uh, to to lose that night, that was that were up there going back years ago to Barnier at home when we lost when when they, when they'd. Not block. won a game for about 14 years and came and did this. To
4: be fair, we scored in oh. that game. Yeah.
0: But then. Yeah, but we wouldn't then, have scored against Luton for the Silver in there now, would we? But then, classic football. We beat West Brom. Leeds get promoted.
6: And then, Johnny's sat there Sunday. G- give us a call, Leeds fans. They've just won a derby, was it? And then he gets a text, a memo. Danny Carly has left. Other Town, I think, about quarter to two on a Sunday. Quarter to what did two. You
5: yeah, quarter to two um, was Rized. the time that came out, which was a. Uh, which was an odd time, I thought, um, quarter to two on a Sunday. Um, But nonetheless, that's just from a media point of view. I I think when the news came through, I was shocked by it. I was shocked by it. I didn't at first fully get the reasoning why. And I get that you guys have watched some absolute dross and you've watched some football that you don't want to watch. But for me, still with the Cowleys, the job that they did was was a, a good job. You know, okay, could have been prettier. Yeah, okay. And this might not be a popular view for for those who are watching. I'll probably get a load of abuse on the stream on on YouTube. That's fine. Put your comments here or wherever. No, some will agree. Some will agree, Johnny. I just think that, you know, I think sometimes you you have to um, think a little bit about what you want. And for me, as a football fan, whoever I support, I want to see the side win. And I want to see the side get points. And I want to leave at five o'clock on a Saturday if it is a three o'clock on a Saturday. I want to leave with that winning feeling, even if it is off someone's backside in the last minute. And sometimes that's what you need, especially if you're in a dogfight like Huddersfield have been. And And I think the Cowleys can walk away from that job with their heads held high and go, actually, we got a side that had perennially lost for a year and we turned them around and we kept them in the division. And that's what ultimately we were tasked to do. And I know we'll come on to the... The decision for who they've gone for now and the change, but I, I felt at the time it was a harsh decision for the Cowlitz. I really did.
0: You get no inkling at all, then, Johnny. Were nobody
5: there? Was them? some talk, yeah, there was some talk of it. Um, prior to, um, was it prior to the West Brom game? Yeah, it was prior to the West Brom game, I think. Um, there was some talks about that that, that, that a change might be in the offing. Um, n- not, from, not from the club, you know, we didn't get a briefing from the club or anything like that. So I'm not putting anyone in, in hot water there because we didn't. Um, but we had an inkling, as these things tend to do, they leak out a little bit, don't they? So there was an inkling that there might possibly be a change coming once survival was secured, if survival was secured. Would and you, if would it you wasn't, done then it? you would have thought a change as well.
4: Would you have done it, Johnny? You could have seen the reasons why. Would you Would you have made the call? Because Cosy and Neil uh, say yes, I, I say no, But so I need backup. Um,
5: Cos actually... he messaged me earlier and said don't sit on the fence tonight so I'm not <laughs> going to sit on the fence um, no I don't think I would I think the Cowleys are still promising up and coming managers I get the reasons why the club have done it I get they want an identity I get they want attractive football and I get the reasons that the fans are happy about it because they didn't like the product they were seeing and also they felt the Cowleys made it a bit about the Cowleys which I probably agree with um, And in fact I definitely agree with but ultimately, they did a job they were asked to do. And, and I think that they weren't rewarded for doing that job at the end of it. So, you know, what's the Rolling Stones song? You can't always get what you want, but you might get what you need. Um, and I think nice. Town needed that. I think that's exactly what Town needed. They needed someone who could come in and take a grip. And for me, you know, one of the one of the other little stories you mentioned earlier about, you know, these little moments that that possibly someone like Bakuna, the Cowleys, I think it was Philip mentioned, Bakuna might have been exactly what the Cowleys needed. You know, they understood the individual. And that Brentford away game, obviously a big night that night, big victory down there. Fantastic goal by Grant in front at the way end, in front of the travelling fans. I love Griffin Park as it is. It was a fantastic night, was that, for Emsfield Town. After the game, Jan Stankovic was sat out on the pitch after doing a cool down. And he was sat yeah. there on his own like playing with his socks and f- messing around with his socks. And Danny Cowley was doing an interview with us um, after the game. And I was doing the interview and he turned and he clocked that Stankovic was sat out there and he went over to him and he put his arm around him and they had a long conversation. And I was really intrigued to see that. And then at the end of the season, we see Stankovic, you know, stay around for a bit longer, don't we? And and kind of hang around a little bit because he was needed. And and I think that is what the Calis also did. They did do that little stuff with the individuals. And that's just from an outside perspective. I don't know anything from the inside. I could be totally wrong. From an outside perspective, it just felt harsh to make that call. And I know we'll come on to Carlos and Neil's already said he thinks it's a, a bit of a gamble, but it's a uh, an educated gamble, I suppose you could say. But I felt harsh for the Calis, if I'm perfectly honest. Yeah,
4: some of the comments coming in, Cosi, Uh, Are echoing bits of what I've said in WhatsApp with you guys as well, and and one thing that a feeling I got from them is they they, I remember when they first came in they said they were going to look at houses in Huddersfield and stuff, and then they didn't they were in Lincoln and then on what you know on Twitter before I think there was mention of them coaching a a Lincoln kids team or something and that was like oh that's a bit weird because they're not moving over, and there were little elements that felt a bit you know with the style of football it all felt a little bit Chris Powell at times whereby people were a little bit unenthused by what they had to say uh, post-match and the football in particular as well. But I, I always thought it was just the ends justified the means. And I know that there's been little yeah. stories come out about how difficult they were to deal with. But in, in my opinion, you manage them and you effectively manage them. And I think if they, I think if somebody effectively manages them, gets what they want, I think they'll do very well in the game. And I understand they're probably not right for Huddersfield's fit what where they want to go. Because I think we're, I think the Leeds model gets thrown around too much. It's it's pretty much David Wagner 2.0 is what we're looking for. Uh, everything under David Wagner was similar. You know, you had your separate recruitment departments. You had your coach doing the coaching and making players better. And I think we're still searching for that uh, mm. David Wagner 2.0, that Jan Ziva wasn't. And I agree. Well, that's that the point, isn't it? Yeah. That's
5: the point, you know, that they, they tried to get. David Brogdon 2.0. They're trying now maybe to get Marcelo Bielsa 2.0. Yeah. This one might be a huge success. Might be a huge success, it's might so. not be. Yeah,
4: I, I've got a good feeling about him. I don't think, yeah. I'm not going to say we're going to romp the league next year. I don't think we will. But I think I, I like, uh, I was enthused a lot by his his interview. I thought his 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 knowledge and his passion came across really well. And hopefully It seems to have a lot more in, about
0: him than Jan did when he came in. It seems a bit more sort of,
4: the Martin from Wakefield the, thing, that that came in, the, the way it came in though, the Martin safe, from Wakefield. Safe, was,
0: safe's the wrong word to use, but it seems a more... An a educated sure, pick, yeah, whereas Jan yeah, was like, oh, it, let's go it, it back to Dortmund sure and do it again. Than, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, Jan, everything about it, Dortmund, reserve coach, etc., young, blah-de-blah, blah, blah, just odd. Whereas at least, also, Carlos is going to get to bring... You know, three or three or four in with him as well, and I, feel I think like they've
4: researched this to more give than a young what they do. That's like the, key. That, that, to that's
5: the key to it, Neil. That's the key yeah. to it for me. As I mentioned yeah. earlier with Jan, how I felt a bit sorry for Yan. Um, yeah. There's a female, here, isn't there? I feel sorry for sax managers, but I felt, <laughs> you know, the reason I felt a little bit sorry for Jan was. I don't know whether he was given the tools that he needed or yeah. wanted around him to be able to do that job, and and now they are bringing some in with Carlos. Then great, you know, because I think that will that will help him massively. And Danny, obviously and I don't think it's brilliant.
0: a surprise either when you see um, Danny Schofield already obviously got history with us, but has got history at Leeds Academy working with mm. Carlos. The announcement of this B team that will be managed mm. by Danny Schofield, I think that they're already sort of marrying things up, mm. which makes it look Definitely. a lot more comfortable. Yeah than the appointment that he had from the start. So I'm, I'm quietly confident in it, you know, and six months time I've sat here doing this again, we're all, you know, when, he, when he's been sacked and when another manager been and, you know, whatever, but I, I'm hopeful. And I think if you don't go into this positive, what's the point?
4: I, I get a good feeling. I get a really good vibe from, from and I get a really good vibe from him. But for me, it's the support network around him, which is vital. I think he's, he's got the right pedigree. He's, Cozzy's on board. Spanish, isn't it? Valencia, one of your favorite cities, isn't it, Cozzy? But uh, for me, it's got to be around him. And we've th- made the rebrand of the EDT to B team today, which, you know, is a positive step in many ways. Um, but for me, it's all recruitment. Like Danny Cowley, go back to what Danny Cowley said. He said 90% of a manager's job is good recruitment. You get that right and you look good. And that is the key. And you look at our recruitment department and they're to call them hit and miss would probably be kind over the last few years. You, you, they could throw Carl and grant to, to at us be honest, and then we could throw a number of others at them. And I think as long, if we get that right and that's improved, then I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But if it hasn't, then questions need to be asked.
0: The, the, there's lots of questions being asked now about the recruitment team and who, who's involved and, and how it works, etc. And to be honest, from my point of view, I, I genuinely think a lot of fans have got a right to know what's going on there because it has been so flawed. Over yeah. the last sort of eighteen months, in particular, that's, I think you
4: can see online that is the worry, isn't it? That we've got yeah, we've yeah, got this recruitment a... team who've who've highlighted and Benzers and yeah. Carbys and Reese Browns and her, well, not her, but Jan was Herbert but home, wasn't he? But all these players and um, Josh Caroma is probably unfairly thrown in because he was bought for the future, but you can see that yeah, that's, no,
0: that's not right. Really you that can one, see, but, but then it's...
4: again, you've you've got Carlin Grant, uh, Elphick. I don't think was a bad signing at the time. I think his injuries made him worse, you know, and he came back worse after the injury. But I thought he was just settling down and we were keeping clean sheets and, and winning. But that is so vital. And and the January one seemed very Cowley-led, so I'm not really going to go there too much. But for me, if we nail that side a lot better, and we've got to nail the B team as well, the B team coming up, we've got, when we, when we first moved to this category that we are now, we were promised we would bring players in from Europe, they, they would go abroad, they would go to training camps abroad, and it started, it's the same thing. Yeah. And it faded and didn't happen. Uh, and we've got to make sure we follow through with it this time. And if we follow through with that, we follow through with the recruitment, I'm really excited. But if we don't, Is, then I'm worried.
0: People are right to ask the question, though, because it, it has been seriously flawed and we have wasted literally tens of millions of pounds on some of these players. And
4: time as well. So
0: much but time. Isn't, the point, yeah, time about the,
5: isn't the point, about the appointment of Carlos, though, that... Town need to be greater than some of the parts, so it's not necessarily about the recruitment. It's a, it's about that. It's about the B team, the development team, whatever you whatever you call it. It's about getting more out of your youngsters. It's about getting more out of those you've already got. That's what that's what Bielsa's like that. known for. But that's what Bielsa's known for. That's what mm-hmm. if you'd have asked any Leeds fans a couple of years ago whether Stuart Dallas and Johnny Alioski would be you know players that would be key factors in Leeds getting Fullbacks promoted as well. Yeah, they've laughed at it. Yeah, if you'd have said Stuart Dallas would be player of the season in the season that Leeds win the title those Leeds fans that have been following us and having an absolute laugh at you. So the the whole point is, for bringing in Carlos, the guy who's worked with Marcelo Bielsa, he's worked with Pellegrini, he's worked with um, Pep, yeah. hasn't he? You know, he's worked with some fantastic people. Surely the point is to improve what you've yeah. already got. So the recruitment becomes less
3: less said, vital some You're right,
0: Johnny. I, I said on last pod about there will be, in amongst all these players that everybody hates at the moment, and they want out, there will be at least one of them that comes to the forefront of this, this new era on the cards. Yes, we reckon Reece Brown in. possibly, did not we? That. Absolutely bound to be. In it. The, the one that stands out for me, i talking about Leeds again, but I've got a few mates who are, you know, proper Leeds fans, go every week, etc. And they used to hate click. Mm. And nobody could ever see a place for him. And has, he, has he missed a game under Beyonce? And he's he sort of integral to, to what you're doing
1: yeah.
5: Yeah, he was he was absolutely on his, on his way out, and there's yeah. and and you know in a similar way, you know, Leeds fans would say, well, we've had a load of misses as well that, that Victor Orta has signed, and they haven't been up to scratch, and it absolutely is the case. But you throw enough yeah. of it, and some's going to stick, isn't it? Yeah, um, sure. And and I think that the, the whole point for for Carlos coming into town and the whole reason that Town wants to bring him in is because they do probably feel they've wasted a lot of money on players and players' wages who haven't really done it. So let's get more out of what we've already got here. And if that's the plan, and if Carlos can do that then you're on to a winner. The question is, for me, that's okay with younger players and that's why he's done well with under-23s. Do the older players, do the more senior statesmen, buy into what Carlos yeah. will want them to do? And now at Leeds, the, if you're talking about that and you talking about the Bielsa link, the players bought into it because it was Marcelo Bielsa and you can ask anybody around the world what Marcelo Bielsa does and how good he is at what he does. But, do they have that belief of Carlos? And if things don't start with wins and lovely football, if they start with good football, but you are losing out by the odd goal, fair enough, people won't mind it. I don't yeah. think to start with, no. but if it if it, if it doesn't work, yeah, if it doesn't work, that'd be the question for me. Whether the senior players buy into it, and if you lose the senior players, do you lose? Yeah, the they all the bought in well? under
4: David Wagner, didn't we? So and and again, yeah. improving players. Tommy Smith turned into the best fullback in the division after being slightly ropey, slightly ropey mm. right sided centre back after that. So we we've seen it. Uh, before and we know, as well, we know we, we have like.
0: absolutely proved that three millions of pounds at it, it don't work. Yeah, yeah, why to keep get doing
5: it? Now? It's madness, isn't it? Why keep doing it? You know, it's absolutely. the old madness, you know, keep doing absolutely. the same thing, expect different results. I'm excited
6: yeah. about that future, but kind of maybe wrapping the season up. I, I tweet some out of the night. We've had two turbulent seasons, we've won 19 games out of 104, mm. we've lost key figures at the club, Sean Jarvis. Dean Hoyle, David Wagner. I know we're going back a little bit now, but people that right, were, sure. people could feel affection. People, they could smell it. They're sort of town. They could feel the connection. Mm. No offence to anyone who's kind of joined since, but that connection's gone. I know, you know, we've lost a lot of football games and winning football teams can change perception. But the, the town and the district of Huddershill is out of love with this football team and has been for two seasons now. And mm. I, I find it really difficult to kind of maybe criticise anyone who's... You know, we get kind of tired, don't we? They brush we're kind of happy clappers and what have you and that as well. We don't criticise the club enough. But I I find it hard to knock kind of people who's kind of fallen out a little bit with it because we've lost key figures. We're losing game after game. We've had two seasons of misery and I, I hope it's a good opponent. I think it will be. But I think we've just got to believe that there's brighter times ahead because I defy anyone, you know, to... You know, 19 wins out of 104 league, and that's appalling, man. You'd lose interest in, in much of what yeah. you're doing, mate. you? So we've we got a fairly low. The flip band side of that, it, on
0: the flip side of that, the last managerial appointment, we were actually right on it. Yeah. So it's a big call to get shut and
6: start again. Yes. We've wrapped up the season, Matt, but haven't you got yeah. some awards to dish out, mate?
4: Yeah. So <laughs> the first one up. So let's hear what you're what you're saying on YouTube as well. So there's, I think there's about a thirty second delay. Um, let's let's have a look. Actually, had it a
6: five one up now. God.
4: <laughs> let's have a look. Nathan at, Blake. God. Nathan Blake. Got Let's yeah. have a look. <laughs> let's have a look at what some people are saying. So yeah, some people are, are going on about the looting games. Uh, Dale Marsden said he didn't want Cowley sacked, but wasn't sad to see him go. I think that's a, a, a a Reoccurring it's theme with a lot of Town yeah. fans, yeah. Um, I think me, me, that resonates to me as well. Uh, and then others coming through, uh, Pete Collins says, Don't worry, lads, we're going up next year. Uh, and um, Terry Mulex is a huge benefit, in my opinion, in the appointment of Carlos that he understands the English game, whereas Jan, it was a complete unknown in regards to within it. That's a really good point. Uh, Ted Chip yeah. says, Uh, enthused by Carlos, no tears for Cowley, but they did a pretty good job. Johnny is right, results. Overperformance. I don't remember too many moaning about Warnock Ball in the 90s. Uh, and uh, yeah, Re- Colin Fronczek says recruitment team has lacked consistent leadership since Weber left, which is true. Uh, a director of football is a revolving door, and they've presented players to managers that are well connected and established in the job DOF would dismiss. I think that's quite a good point before we go into the wards. That I think the direction the club's going in, just to wrap up the Carlos thing, is we are now head of football operations as a coaching background. We've brought in a coach. Uh, we, we've done the B team. I think it's very clear now. People were a bit unsure, weren't they, where we were going? I think it's very clear now that the club are looking to develop. We are very much a development club and we are looking to develop from a young age through to the first team. And you can see now our head of football operations is coach orientated. Our first team coach is a technical coach and he's bringing in his own staff. Uh, so the development, the recruitment, you could you could see a lot of younger ones coming in. That'll be uh, the focus of the next couple of years. Anyway, I just thought that was mm-hmm. worth throwing yeah. in. But uh, yeah, so let's have a look at the... Re- at the we have some re- jazzy music re- here, no matter what. I, don't, I, I haven't I haven't. I haven't, uh, haven't plugged the road. Well, the road's in, but it's, it's just got one one paddle activated at the minute. But player of the season. So for me, easy is this. Uh, there's one player, head and shoulders above it everybody by a mile, in my opinion. And that's Lewis O'Brien. And I don't really want to go any further than that because I think <laughs> Lewis O'Brien has been consistent from match day one to the end of the season. He's given absolutely everything. He's even had. He's even been called Ron Weasley by the uh, by the stands and what have you. Uh, and uh, I think he's been brilliant from the start. And I think he's got a lot more quality on the ball than he gets given credit for uh, as well. I think he's um, he's, he's like Jonathan Hogg two to me in that he's mm-hmm. he's quick. He can get in. He's a little ratter in midfield. Doesn't have Hogg's physicality yet. Uh, but, he's, but he's good with the ball at his feet. And yeah, but I think,
6: Hog can pick a pass like him. No, I'll well, that's why I say like...
4: it's Hog 2.0 because he can pass yeah. a ball as well. And that ball to Emil Smith-Rowe, which... Um, Matt,
6: you're trying to I'll talk see, him out of a movie and into a movie. No, he's
4: definitely what? not good enough to leave, you know, so no one needs to look any yeah, further. Yeah, he's got but... so much development. <laughs> What's Do you that, I, I, on a, on me, that front? Lewis are you O'Brien.
5: are you are you worried on that front? Like the three of you, genuinely, I'm interested I, to see. Yeah, the some thing some is, Johnny, did, I don't think he came go.
6: back post COVID as good as he did before. Although he did that beautiful pass for the winner against West Brom,
0: but I suppose it don't matter if you're scouting you him. You've I seen
6: don't. it. <laughs> you've there seen enough aren't to there know noticed, He's
0: got, you know, is I know Town not having awards this year, but if they were having them, and Carling Grant's got 19 goals, but Louis O'Brien wins it hands down for me. And he won it at Bradford last season, so that do not go unnoticed by people watching yeah. it.
4: Well, like you, Johnny, you've seen Town uh, on and off. Yeah. And, and Jamie Rayner's obviously been feeding you anoggy as well. Who would you? Would you concur, or would you?
5: Yeah, throw, throw I, a I think ball? it has to be, doesn't it? Well, the only curveball I'm going to throw in there, and and I know since January, you know, his commitment's been questioned in some respects, but I think if you score 19 goals from what, my 40, vote, from 42, no 43 chance. appearances this season, it's 19 electric. goals. That's more than the leading goal scorer down the M62, having just been promoted. By the feeding way, feeding on scraps, man. I, I think that I think that if you're feeding as Cosy says on scraps, I think Callum Grant would be very hard done by. You know, if yeah. I was him at, at the minute at the awards, I'd be throwing the table up and walking out and getting in my Maserati and driving off because <laughs> 19, nineteen goals, nineteen goals in that team, with all due respect to the other players around him. That's pretty. I, would, incredible. I,
4: would, I don't want to take anything away from him, but I would caveat that with seven penalties and two that were technically own goals. But true. I don't want to true. caveat too much, but he has yeah. People miss you have to penalties, score the goal. guys. Yeah, I, what? I, don't, I don't buy that with penalties.
0: Penalties are gold. Still got to put it in. I don't, I don't yeah, buy that.
6: Yeah, the, exactly. The, the, yeah, yeah didn't you watch Italian yeah. Night, Matt? Didn't you watch Italian <laughs> <your> <laughs> Night, mate? Sadly. What the fans said, mate, that they voted it and I bet O'Brien's won it, and not
4: they? Well, let's have a look, shall we? So. Our uh, SurveyMonkey says, right, okay, so we've got... Uh, Survey right, Monkey. SurveyMonkey.com. Uh, yes, yeah, so there's one vote. 1% goes to uh, Harry Toffolo. Uh, 1% goes That's to... Must be, his, must be his wife. Yeah. 1% Definitely goes to Jonathan Hogg. 2% goes to Christopher Schindler. 2% to Steve Mounier, 3% goes to Carlin Grant. He's in what third place. Emil Smith-Rowe gets 4%. And with 87 percent of the vote, it's Lewis <laughs> O'Brien.
6: <laughs> Who's that? Dear Carby, sorry, I missed that, mate. <laughs> yeah,
4: evil, evil, it? yeah, it's not, it's not close, is it? Lewis O'Brien has uh, has, has walked that. Joe Kelly says it should have been Bockon, but whoever managed to get rid of whoever managed to get rid of Herbert Bockon deserves a medal. If it? we're not retiring that 15 shirt, mate, I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so goal of the season as well. Uh, this is uh, some, this is, this this is a lot closer. Definitely, the goal of the season. Well, I'll just run you through the the candidates for goal of the season it was Lewis O'Brien. Uh, these, these are picked by me, so sorry about that. But Lewis O'Brien at West Brom, Juninho Bakuna at Stoke, uh, Callan Grant versus. So it's pretty much Callan Grant from now on. Callan Grant versus Hull, Janini Bakuna against Hull, Callan Grant against Barnsley, against Wigan, against Brentford, which you commented on, Johnny. Uh, Mooney hmm. against Blackburn, Lewis O'Brien against Barnsley, Tufflow against Derby, and Bakuna against Charlton. So where does your vote go on this one? Wow. I'm tied on two
5: here. I, I've yeah. just, I think there's been some belters this mm. year. By the way, say no, yeah. we haven't scored many.
4: Good and some good yeah, yeah, Not yeah, many, yeah, sorry. Yeah, some good. There's, there's a few. There's like the Callan Grant. I would not give it the my winner, but the Callan Grant against Wigan one. I think such a great goal as well, and he's whipped that. it. You know, he's, he's this is Quick such a bank. Yeah. That's a, that's a great one. Was oh. it
5: Grant against Hull where he, where he dinked it to himself and and hit it? Yeah, that, he flicked it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The technique for that is, is yeah, outrageous. Different class in it, yeah.
6: Yeah, mm.
4: outrageous.
6: Trouble is, I'm, a, I'm just a sucker for a long-range Yeah, pile same. yeah I am yeah. as well, yeah. Charlton, mate, he's got, I think Bakuna
5: got to win it, man. Bakuna Charlton for me. Bakuna, I was there that day and that was, outrageous. I, I, I remember looking to Matt Glennon to my right-hand side and we were both just mouths wide open at the way that he just Looked up, picked his spot, very little backlift, and bang, the power on it. It was an
0: unbelievable goal.
5: Yeah. But but mine is not that.
0: Mine is, mine's Lewis O'Brien at Barnsley. Barnsley, that was my runner-up. Yeah. It was an angry goal. Yeah. We've just got, we're 2-0 down, it was a proper, angry, I'm going to, it as hard as I possibly can, yeah. and it absolutely. I mean, if that wins game, that wins goal that season. Done it, but we lost the game. But for
4: me, it I'll just love goals man. like that. The net must do that one. Uh, for me, yeah. it's Steve Mooney at home to Blackburn. I think the yeah, the technique. Uh, for, you know, for those that have played football, all of us have played football badly. I think, and <laughs> running towards goal from twenty five yards and to curl it at speed with your instep into the top corner is is such a hard technique to do. Uh, so Played for me I will talk about it badly yeah so to it's me again, isn't it? to me I, I, I edge it oh, Steve it, it just edges Lewis O'Brien for me the Lewis O'Brien one is such a a great hit and then Bakuna in, in third spot for me but there's some other ones don't which matter are so about what well. we
5: say Bakuna's range though he's range for that strike ah, the audacity it. just to have a good a one good. I even love the one yeah. against
4: Hull just how he, contro- how he controls yeah. it into the car it's such a great finish and shows yeah. you his talent again let's Have a look what they're saying online as well. Let's have a look what they're saying on on YouTube. Uh, Let's have a, let's have a goose. Uh, Adam Cottrell says, looking forward to see if we can progress next season. Adam Cottrell says, Munier versus Blackburn. Ponte Terrio, versus Blackburn for me. Ted Chips, Munier. Joe Kelly says, O'Brien for me, even though good hit, uh, Hang on, even though a good job it hit the net was knocking some poor lad out in the back. Absolutely, if anyone's behind <laughs> that, it's good, that. Yeah. It's, a, it's an absolute... What the votes, Matt? Come on, mate. The votes, let's get the vote in order. Right, okay, there are no votes for Callum Grant versus Barnsley, which was a great goal, and Wigan, no goals for that one against Wigan. It's a great oh. goal. Cal Grant against Brentford. Johnny, they obviously weren't impressed with the commentary, didn't sell it enough on that <laughs> just give, one. Maybe. Just give us top three. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's uh, Grant, Hull, Bakuna, Hull, O'Brien, Brown. Right, okay, top three are... Third in third place, Janino Bakuna versus Charlton. Oh, in second place. Outrageous. It's 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 close, is this? That one's got twenty-two percent. O'Brien is second with twenty-seven percent. And then Steve Mounier's won it by a couple of votes. He's got thirty-one wow. percent. But that's so close between the three goals, is that? And the three absolutely great goals that could have yeah. gone either way. But we have indeed seen some goals and a half this season. Um next. On the agenda is the moment. This was one that you wanted in there, Neil, isn't it? The moment of the season, and I left in. In our think I left this as a comment. So uh, a lot of comments are quite similar on on this. Uh, but for me, for you, Neil, it was it was your bit. What was your uh, moment of the season? Can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> AMC on the pitch. Yeah. which, w- which on one on pitch the
0: pitch? Yeah. Which one on the pitch? I was sick of seeing him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, the, the, the Andes Man Club awareness day for me.
4: You're on the pitch, the pitch more the than this season.
0: absolutely horrendous. We're 11 months of shit, haven't we? So, mm. to get that day there with all the awareness got out of that, that's, that will mine. By an absolute mile. football. The program,
6: day, amazing. Let's hear you well, as well. well. let you on yeah.
4: YouTube. Uh, Johnny, what about you? Uh, Huddersfield <coughs> Town moment of the season, we'll, we'll call it.
5: <laughs> um, it I'm, I'm going to go for that win at Brentford, you know. Um, because... It showed that it was possible for Town to pick up points and pick up points on the road. I think it was one win since February 2018, and this was November 2019 on the road. One win in that period. I know it was only a couple of weeks earlier at Stoke, wasn't it? But it was a terrible, terrible away form. And and I just felt, as I've said, I like Griffin Park. I like where the away fans are housed at Griffin Park as well Mm, and, and how close they are to the ground, to the actual pitch. And I just felt there was this moment of, ah, right, okay, this is possible against a very, very good Brentford side. So, for me, that that was mine. And his man club would obviously win it, of course. But uh, for me, if you're talking about an actual moment on the field, yeah, Carl Grant popping that one in and sticking it to Brentford, I thought was a pretty good moment of the season. There haven't been a huge amount to pick from, as, I say, as you say. If I've got to
0: pick one purely on football, it would be Smith-Rowe scoring against West Brom. Yeah, that'd be mine. Yeah, yeah I mean, the Charlton
6: one, was emotional but the West Brom one for was a similar thing one for me because it made me realize as much as I was so fed up of loot I would absolutely buzz in there we were buzzing what we were doing jigs yep. of delight it just showed still Town still matters it always will matter till the day we pass away and obviously it gave a great you know party time for Leedsons but it just meant something when we were so fed up after looting and mm. disillusioned like the Friday before the Friday after with, with that and it just shows that it will always mean something to us. and uh, We can say we don't
0: care as much as we want, but it's a blatant lie isn't what,
6: it. Yeah, what a lovely surprise. I know, won it just out of the blue? Everyone thought Westbrook was going to win it and then up pops this beautiful finish after O'Brien's through ball. Said
0: that, we we go? Were sat there watching it and said, mm. we've got a lad on the bench yeah. here who can come and win us it and do something a bit special. And to be fair, by saying that, I'd have expected the throw bomb for him rather than the finish, but what a go. And the cool. next day, Neil, I remember
6: because have all Leeds fans are back out and the shirts are out, and I had my town shirt on my pride <laughs> because uh, I were proud of us, mate. That sort of, sort of town, that's what I want to see. Yeah, yeah, red players, as well, like, That's what we're so, about, yes. exactly, mate. So, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? how we all picked West Brom? There, I didn't think we'd go down there, man.
4: No, well, there's one. Well, I'm reading some of them from uh, Survey Monkey, Neil. So I'm reading some of them from there, and um, one that you that you. Quite loved as well. Cozzy, that you've not mentioned, was Matty Daly's winner at Charlton. Uh, you mm. haven't mentioned it in this, but earlier you mentioned that one. Uh what, top three, Matt? Uh, they're just comments of these, Neil. So Emil, oh, Smith-Rowe, but... Emil Smith-Rowe is is pretty much the one that's getting the most heat. Uh, the, there's two things that are a common thing. They've got about 30 comments each, and they're Emil Smith-Rowe and the final final whistle against Millwall as the moments, the moments of the season. <laughs> um, Carlin Grant shushing the Charlton fans as well is one, and just kachunga scoring against hull was one a couple of people saying there weren't really that many but yeah the, the the main one's really brentford away as well when grant scored is is in there the pies just the pies mostly the away pies but definitely the pies is another one that's <laughs> coming as well which i quite liked uh and uh yeah so emil smith row west brom is is glancing through these is definitely the winner and uh In second place, the end of the season to get it over and done with.
6: Is it the danger next, Matt? What is next, man?
4: Let's have a look. So, the next is the low of the season. It's another one from Neil. So, uh, the low point of the season, and there's a few of these, mate. (laughs) You've forgotten again. (laughs) We're doing no, we're doing it. I could do a top 10. Um, (laughs) you could put top of the pops, do it.
0: I'll do your count down from four top
4: of the wops. Shall we bring it back? Top
0: of the wops. Luton at home—it has Luton to be. Home, yeah. Wigan were bad, but Luton were worse. Wigan were bad, and then Luton just pops out. And I mean, how can you trump that Wigan one? Well, that was bloody awful. But then we did. Oh yes. If if yeah. going to anybody who can trump that Wigan one, it but Town uh, on it. So yeah, mm-hmm. Luton at home was absolutely horrendous. And I I genuinely thought after that game we're done. I thought I genuinely thought we're good, down. Yeah. Results helped us really if we being honest. <sighs> Day, day after, it, it like <laughs> we'd scripted him. We got away with it. We got away with absolute murder because it was dreadful.
4: Mm. Uh, Bansley away yeah. was, was one of mine. Uh, definitely Luton as the main low point, but Bansley away what? I thought was a really bad performance. Uh, I thought we were absolutely honking. And to me as well, Jan Ziva being sacked because it just, it just, it was such a waste of nine months, you know, and, and, and pre season as well. It just, it just felt like we'd wasted so much time when we, we knew at that point, I think all three of us said, we probably want someone a bit more experienced, but we'll give the guy a go. That was the sort of underlying mm-hmm. theme of it. And it just, it just felt like such a waste that nine months had just been th- not thrown away, but just, just wasted on a guy that wasn't really fit for, not fit for that situation. Uh, some mm-hmm. of the other stuff coming through is, uh, Luton, Definitely seems to be the main one uh, as, the, as the low point. Leeds been champions is, is one that's come through. Uh, Sievert for all of it. Luton, Luton, Stoke home. Luton oh, no, am a no way, of it, you could argue. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't good either. Second of Cowley's was a, a major WTF moment, but within 48 hours I was positive in understanding the future. I think that explains quite a lot of people's feelings, does does that one. Both Luton games here for cosy, but Luton definitely seems to be the, uh, the underlying theme. Where to begin is another one. Losing to Lincoln, that's a, a good one. <laughs> Phil Hodgkinson going on Twitter after the Wigan game when it started <laughs> when it, when it started <laughs> yeah when it started
6: did he? did he? I didn't know that
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so that that's mostly it the the, the theme really is, is the looting games and I think especially that came back to bite us didn't it I know the looting town away song was a little bit in jest wasn't it because it just rhymed essentially uh, but yeah, and they gave us it back massive yeah, hours and, and, and they took six, right six right points to they, they they, they sort of gave us it back yeah, and took cheers. six points over, play, play. Football. we got six desert yeah.
0: points yeah. off us of-
6: Classic well, football pantomime. Dangers, Lord. Dangers.
4: Yeah, so the next is our annual uh, Bellendor is, is what we had. So the question is, can this guy keep hold of his crown?
5: What on earth? We've we've lost to a pub side. We've literally lost to a pub side. Because I've watched you on Match of the Day. And trust me, I think you might as well take up archery at times.
4: That was a shortened clip of his 20-minute rant after uh, oh, Huddersfield Town beat right? Wolves. Uh, he was a whopper. Yes, so the Whopper Del Rey was what we did last year. Uh, We've changed it to the Danger Zone this year. And I I probably prefer to call these guys Dangers rather than L.A. to Miles. But Do you want to know the uh, nominees? So the nominees are Barry Shearman. Jonathan Buchan.
5: (laughs) 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 I just take it as red. That's the only reason I'm here tonight, to pick up my
4: award. Us Us three for starting a podcast at the worst possible time. But yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Barry Shearman. Number one, Barry Shearman for speaking to Parliament (laughs) over the nature of the club sale and tagged a spoof football association account Asking them to investigate it, and then also advising that COVID won't stop him from speaking to Parliament about Huddersfield's misuse of golden parachute cash.
6: Barry, man,
4: uh, he's
0: up there with Donald Barry. Trump in
6: Huddersfield's <laughs> Donald Trump
4: nail it. Uh, yeah. So absolute number two, gender. number two is Ian Holloway's Sky News rant where he blames VAR on the EU. Uh, that was uh, that was absolutely. <laughs> And i thought that was great he's just going he's making such a good point isn't he neil i think this is one of your nominees he's making such a great point about how uh you know intentional handball and then all of a sudden he says yeah but we've got to get out of brexit because the, it's not people are making decisions in our game and it's like all right let's get out are you way for as well Well, we're at it shall we and it's just brilliant uh blake the whopper welton is third for being suckered in by the potty power stunt blake always has to be on there because he's a genuine whopper uh, Jason Kundi, this was one of yours hey. as well, fun boy Kundi, for being a fifty-year-old with a spray tan and for, you know and sort of shiny white teeth like Roberto Firmino, and referring to a club as Cruddersfield as if it's amusing, and also for saying that that away fans are irrelevant in the face of TV, and that was when Liverpool went to uh, Leicester, I think around Christmas, and Amazon had it at eight o'clock kickoff, and they couldn't get trains back, and Kundi's response was that away fans are irrelevant; it's all about TV. And trust me, Jason, there are nothing, as we've seen, football isn't the same without people in the crowd.
0: Football's nothing without fans in a turnstiles. Exactly. Nothing.
4: A guy who's never paid to watch a game in his life is uh, criticising people that do. Couldn't make that up. Number five, Gary Monk for uh, calling someone else a snake, which is rich coming from Gary Monk. Uh, <laughs> number six, Mark Goldbridge for falling for the Paddy Power stunt and calling, what, what did he say? What did he call it? Something about Prats, didn't he? What a bunch of Prats, 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 Prats. And my favourite bit of that, he just goes, a Paddy Power, I've shot out this kid. And it's just such a great little <laughs> clip. Number seven, Lee Boyer for moaning that Huddersfield Town had had more rest in a three-game week, Saturday, midweek, Saturday. That was a, a, a classic. Birmingham City for retiring the number 22 shirt for Jude Bellingham's 44 appearances and four goals going down as a club legend. Ian Herbert from, uh, I think he might have been the Daily Mail, for fa- for falling for the Paddy Power stunt one hour before the massive reveal, getting absolutely ridiculed for it and then the following day doubling down with another one saying how ridiculous it was again as if, it, as if nothing had ever happened. Uh, and number 10, Jan Ziva for saying how fit everybody was in pre-season, only for the team to gas out at 60 minutes for the uh, start of the season. And uh, number 11 and the final one is the whopper from Wolves for his seven-month trolling of Aston Villa and West Brom saying that West Brom were going to bottle promotion and singing that stupid catchy Villa's going down song, and uh, ended up having to eat humble pie in the end, which is always good with, with that guy. So, who's your whopper, gentlemen? Or Bellendor Or Danger? <laughs> it's, so jo- it's a joint
0: it winner for me. In fact,
4: Neil, you haven't voted on this survey, Monkey, have you? So I'm going to hold on for you. Cozzy, who was your vote? There's a reason for that. Who was your Jason
6: Kunde? Well, that this season? Definitely that Jason Kunde.
4: Crutchesfield was last season, and then he's brought it back again this season.
6: Yeah, definitely. But yeah, he still stays in a job. It's it's sad, man.
4: I don't listen to Wap Sport as we've renamed it. Radio Leeds. That's what we listen to in it. That's, there you go. There you there go, Johnny. Go. Illegal, streams Neil, though. <laughs>
6: Illegal streams, Neil. Illegal streams, yeah. and that's why everyone were complaining that Fulham had scored. Because if you all bought Sky,
2: you'd have seen it live, and you're all on IPTV. <laughs> Admit it, man.
5: Anyway, sorry. Um, I found this really hard um as whether i went with what i found amusing or whether or what i found offensive um i tried to
4: take I've, out some of the more offensive ones we yeah. we had some shockers in there and i've taken I've, them out to not trivialize a few uh, a few things
5: blackburn retiring the number 22 shirt is the most farcical thing i've seen there probably me, since me, the yeah. there there my am. sash um but i think my i think my actual Winner is going to be Ollie, Um just because of the fact it's ludicrous and it's employing the EU on VAR. It's the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard. And Brilliant. if it wasn't for a global pandemic, we'd all be talking about Brexit and VAR right now. So it's just distracted us all, hasn't it? So I'm going for a Holloway.
4: Let's see what you've said on YouTube. Has anybody said anything on youtube YouTube uh, YouTube. I'm winning this way at the minute. Uh, Lo- Loop Lootube, Lootube thing, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I've thing, been watching. It? Um, is it live? I can't edit that out. Anyway, uh, so, Ted Chippington says rename it Welton of the Week. Kieran Clark says always Jason Cundy. And um, Colin Franchak's too far behind. He says Luton was the low. Uh, so, let's have a look. Oh, God, keep up mate. <laughs> uh, let's have a look at the winner. And the reason why I've not come to you, Neil, is because in last place is Mark Goldbridge. Ian Holloway is second last. <laughs> what have
5: oh. I it.
3: 11.
4: <laughs> 11th. 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 Joint 11th. 9th, uh, Birmingham City for retiring. Uh, the twenty-two, uh one, two, 3 So eighth is Blake Welton. Seventh, uh, joint sixth is Gary Monk and Ian Herbert. My my vote went to Ian Herbert. Uh that Wolves kid does not retain the Bellendor. He has finished fifth. Jan Ziva is fourth. Jason Kundi is third. And what we have is a tie for first place between Barry Sheathaus and uh Lee Boyer. So what we need is a man who hasn't voted on the website to Neil split don't let the let votes. Me down here. Man. You don't actually have to vote for either of these two. But. I, I I
0: wouldn't have picked either of them to be honest. Um, my two are. I just I can't get Ned round retiring a twenty two shirt for a kid, who's played less than fifty games. Yeah, it's a- absolute loneliness. That's just shows you the disconnect between football clubs and the fans. And I mean, even Birmingham fans are just completely embarrassed by that. It's a shambolic. Shambolic attention seeking, and it's totally backfired. It's a ridiculous move. But the, the winner for me is I, I hate saying his name, Kunde again, just purely because how anybody can say that they don't give a shit about away fans, it's not to do with them, they have no influence. It's not, a, I just it, just, it just winds me up beyond belief that people who are paid to talk about football, paid a lot of money to talk about football, can get, well, just get it so wrong. You know, we, we, I think if anything's shown over this uh, return after coronavirus, after the lockdown, it's shown just what fans do bring a football because it has been painful to watch. It's painful. It's someone...
5: As someone who's been at games in this last nine weeks and have been very lucky, very, very, very lucky to be there, it is dreadful. Yeah. It is dreadful. It is yeah. absolutely awful without the fans there. It's the first game is very intriguing because you you're looking around, you're seeing different things, you're hearing different things. But yeah. honestly, and I, and I'm, I knew this anyway. You know, this isn't something that I needed to be told. Like Jason Kundi seems to be needing to be told it. It is nothing without the fans, and no. it's nothing without away fans in particular as well. Um, well, away, so away fans give
0: you yeah. the needle for the open fans to Absolutely. get out. You know, that, That's what creates an atmosphere. Yeah, And I, I, I advocated from the start that football should return and be finished in the proper way, and teams should have that right to earn promotion, yeah. to stop relegation, etc. I, I never thought points per game were the right thing. I I can't get behind that when you've only got nine games left. So I would advocate and finish it when you're able to do so. But my caveat into that was it should have been done when fans were able to go Mm. because Mm. you look at, and people are more going on about Leeds, but Leeds have got promoted. Liverpool have won league. They've waited so long to do all this stuff. And yeah, we've had a bit of a chuckle and a bit of a laugh at it because the fans have missed it. But speaking as a fan, Could you imagine if we'd not been at Hillsborough for that second leg, if we'd not been at Wembley to see us beat Reading, if we'd not been at Crystal Palace for the first game in Premier League, that would have ruined and taken away any joy from any of that whatsoever. So to not have fans in, and for somebody like Kunde to have that, such a disconnect and, and that sort of contempt for football fans Absolutely. I just think it's a disgrace, and the fact that people pay him a wage to talk mm-hmm. such shite is just wrong, to be honest. So, yeah, one for another podcast,
6: but it, it's just popped up while we've been doing this. There's been more kind of positive corona in the last month you know, than, than kind of a month. I, I don't see us getting back in next season, I don't. I don't, I don't either. Full, full stadiums, maybe a few thousand, but it's not really for one for discussion on here. But I'm worried, I don't think we'll be in there next season, I don't.
5: We'll have that discussion ah. on Radio Leeds, lads. Come and join us.
4: We'll have that at some point in the next few weeks. Can <laughs> have do, we'll have to do an Arsenal fan TV kind yeah. of watching. You, you, when you, when yeah. you two are doing your jig of delight, you can set your laptop up on YouTube and do your Arsenal fan <laughs> TV style <laughs> or something. Uh, I threw it out onto YouTube, uh, whether Bo, you or Barry should win it. <laughs> Did you? Uh, yeah, threw it out silently while you were having your uh, having your uh, very well-structured um, con- well uh, rant. Well, not quite a rant, was it? It was a reasonable uh, point uh barry or Boya. um bowyer i think barry gets it but i think after hearing neil's neil's uh reasoning i think we should eurovision this and go 50 50 on the uh the vote and the uh <laughs> the panel let's Eurovision. let's cheat like eurovision do so i'm gonna say let's give it jason Kundi because i think that is a very valid point so jason Kundi, you are the 2020 bellendor winner congratulations
0: Beautiful. that's that's one for the fans
4: <laughs> absolutely uh, oh yeah. yeah, that's that that's it that's all of our, our our awards so um i would say congratulations lewis o'brien but he probably doesn't listen so <laughs> never mind um but yeah watch, so Matt, watch what if we're live these days man. <laughs> what, I more like, than what i would like what i would like to say podcast what i would like to say is, is thank you to everybody who watches and gets involved with us and uh we we wouldn't do this podcast if everybody didn't listen to it and uh and chat to us and and Encourages really so thank you to everyone for sticking with us this season we've had some good times this year uh, personal favourites Heffely and Bullock on the podcast was just um, amazing for me uh, and uh, for
0: me it's even if people disagree let us know because that's what it's all about it's all about we're not going to get offended if somebody has a different opinion to us that's football isn't it
4: yes. me and Cosby
0: disagree every week
4: so yeah i'd like to say thank you very much to everyone that gets involved and just sends us messages because it's not all about us it's all about the the opinions of huddersfield town fans and that's one of the reasons why we set this up was because of people like jason cundy and and the stick huddersfield town were getting in the mainstream media and we wanted to offer a, an outlet where people could congregate you know sort of views that people could listen to so thank you again for everybody thank you to magic rock brewing for uh, sponsoring uh the podcast and and thankfully they're sponsoring it next season as well which is which is great news for us. Thank you very much, Johnny, for coming on as well this week. Oh, um, thanks for the invite, guys. Yeah, really appreciate remember. it. And thanks
5: to you guys for coming on and, and chatting with us, you know, the numerous times we've texted you and said, do you fancy a chat tonight, lads? We, we always appreciate it. be you know, of the studio, your Johnny. Comments. Yeah, I, I, we'd love Dream you back of in the it, studio. Man. We would love you guys yeah. back in the studio, genuinely. But Dream, like, we do really appreciate it. And, and to all your listeners and viewers as well, anyone who gets in touch with us, text, tweets, yes. whatever it is, genuinely appreciate it.
4: Yes, and obviously next year because it'll be Vamos Huddersfield Town with with Carlos and So we're looking very much forward to uh, the football, <laughs> the football that hopefully he will do. So uh, keep your eyes peeled as well. The transfers will probably start happening rather soon, I would imagine, with with pre season only a couple of weeks away. So uh, we'll be back uh, at some back, point. Isn't it? Yeah, we'll be back at some point in a couple of weeks, I would guess. Uh, so again, thanks to we're everybody. We're off to
6: Scarborough to get a tanned up to about a factor fifty. It's going to be thirty degrees. I'll get sent back up because if it games back on midnight Brilliant. we need Phil Senior wherever he is just go ahead there man that's the place for the sun
4: <laughs> right so thank you very much everybody for listening and uh, we'll be back again uh, quite soon I would imagine cheers
3: there's a team That is dear to its followers The colours are bright blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is delight. And all the while
2: about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
4: Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley, great finish to the game.
1: Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not Nugget, share box. spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in.